This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey guys, just want to let you know WFO rocks. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts, fire up the ignition, and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. WFO, how's everybody doing out there? We are back. The Ignition Show is back, and we are ready to rock and roll another week. In the WFO universe, hopefully everybody is doing very well out there. I am super excited about our program and everything that is going on. we got big things going on this week. Big news in the world of NHRA drag racing. People are going to be loving it. We're going to hear from, uh, we're going to hear from Alan Reinhardt uh, tomorrow. We're going to hear from Tim Wilkerson on the show tomorrow. We are going to hear from Wes Buck to talk World Series of Pro Mod later on in the week. We're going to have ourselves a big week. It is big. It is giant. It is huge. NFL all over it baby so you are going to love it as the championship games are set the sports collision everybody is going to be on we're going to be bringing on the patreon co-host it is all happening rolex 24 this weekend so we've got racing baby we got racing like usa network is going to have like 13 and a half hours of coverage and a whole bunch of other networks going to be involved as well a potpourri is going to be like a game can you find the race it's going to be great we are going to cover it all. If you are a first-time listener to the WFO Radio Podcast, that's great. We love the first-time listener. We love the fact that you're out there and you're checking out the show for the very first time. Here's the deal, though. The Ignition Show is not like hard, hardcore nuts and bolts, and it's it's like a winding river. You just don't know where it's going to go. And then maybe there's rapids, and then maybe it's calm. It just, we kind of hit everything uh, topic on the under the sun especially when the Patreon co-hosts are on. Like, who knows what people are going to say. Before we go too far, though, I want to tell you about our great sponsors. That's right. It is a sponsored podcast. And now people are like, oh, sponsors. But it's true. It's true. We have great sponsors. And uh, I just want to shout them out. Like the folks at Foggit. Oh, I got my can of Foggit right here that I keep in the studio. You know, I usually keep like a little keepsake of one of the sponsors of all of the sponsors here in the WFO Radio Studios. But this I actually put to work the other day. I was doing a little work on my own engine, trying to get it shipped out, ready to go. And so uh, I've got this fog it. Might as well spray the inside of the cylinders before I pack it up, right? And that's exactly what I did. FTI performance transmissions and torque converters, of course. For those of you that are in the big money bracket field or the big power field, you got a street car that makes 2,000 horsepower. Well, the guys at FTI performance transmissions and torque converters have got you covered. Top sportsman, top dragster. They've got you covered. Pro Modified, they've got you covered. FTI, Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters. Go check them out. Tell them you heard it on WFO Radio. This is true with all the sponsors, really. Like, everybody. Just say, like, hey, WFO, I heard they were talking about you. And it is, uh, that's going to be good. You know, like when you go somewhere and they say, like, write me a review, please. Uh, that's our version of that, right? Write us a review, please, by telling the people you heard about it on WFO. Like, Total Seal Piston Rings. They know. That you're ta- that we're talking about totalseal.com. We got the hidden horsepower podcast recorded a bunch of new stuff at the engine performance expo, but it's really all an exercise in ring seal, Matt Hartford and the team getting ready with KB Titan racing engines and uh, super exciting total seal 
Com. Make them your first call, not your last call, and you will be surprised at the cutting-edge technology they've got going on over there. And I know you hear us talking about profilometers and all these different uh, gadgets. They sell them all at Total Seal now, which is you can get your rings and the important stuff all in the same place. Excellent, excellent stuff. Bernie's Speed Shop, that's Bernie's.com. Have you been checking out the inventory at Bernie's? You should. Bernie's.com, B-U-R-N-Y-Z-Z bernies.com on social media and of course the web they've got over five million dollars in inventory classic cars exotic cars muscle cars they sell on consignment and they restore cars so if you're interested in american classic horsepower check out bernies even though not all the cars they have are american classic horsepower they've got some cool exotics i saw a bentley uh that they had as well and then there's the folks at phillips hyphen connect phillips connect keeping you connected with smart trailer technology. We all wish that all the trucks and trailers out there on the road were connected with Phillips Connect. If you are in the transportation industry, reach out to me and uh, you can email me, joe at wforadio.com and I can put you together. I've been authorized to put you together with the folks at Phillips-Connect to talk about your fleet of trucks, of trailers, keeping them safe, keeping them on the road longer, more efficiently, and keeping everybody around them much safer and on time. Later on in the show, we'll tell you about Frank Hawley's drag racing school, Marvin Rodak and his coffee and grills.com. And of course, samtech.edu. But right now, let's bring on Giovanni in Miami. That's right. There's a quasi co-host to the program. What's up, Giovanni? How are you? Up oh, the streak breaks. That was it. We had two in a row. No, no, actually, I did it on purpose because there was something playing in the background and I didn't unmute it. So that you wouldn't hear the ad that just popped up inadvertently as I was trying to gather information. Well, maybe that's but true. Whatever. It is what it is. Here I am. The no-hitter. It's, it's, it's sad to see the no-hitter get blown up in the second inning. Right? Like you had it going. Boy, man. It, 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 it's a no-hitter in the second inning. I mean, that's you know. The joke. That's the joke. Giovanni <laughs> had a no-hitter going in the second inning. It got broken up. But technically, uh, this would be like the fourth or fifth inning. This is what, like the fourth show of the year or something. Is it? I think this is the third. But I digress. I digress. We got a lot to get into. And I'm super excited. The big, uh, you know, the championship games are set. That was exciting. The NFL this weekend. Uh, the Natty takes down the Bills. Josh Allen. Oh, my goodness. Meanwhile, the Eagles destroyed the G-Men. Um, the Niners beat the Cowboys for like the 12th time in a row. That's insanity. Just uh, great stuff. And, uh, and the chefs, the chefs, the chefs, uh, people don't get that reference, by the way, I say the chefs all the time and people look at me like, who are the chefs, man? I'm like, you don't remember that commercial. Come on. That was a very publicized commercial. Everybody remembers the commercial with the chefs. Right. And they say, no. Yeah. It's been a while, I guess, but it was a great commercial. It you was don't remember what the commercial was for. I, wasn't it Snickers? I, that's right. It was Snickers. That's exactly what it was. The guy was hungry, and so he misspelled Chiefs in the end zone. And he spelled them chefs. Like, that's, that's great. No, that's and exactly right. That was pre the chefs winning the Super Bowl with Andy Reid. Oh. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was a while ago. And I guess that's why a lot of people don't get the reference because, you know, anything that isn't immediate is uh, ancient history. That makes sense. 
Rolex 24 this weekend. USA Network going to cover 13 and a half hours of the race. Peacock, the streaming service, will broadcast all 24. Holy cow. Hey, for the record, the commercials from 1997, man. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. It's oh 25 gosh. years old. <laughs> I don't believe it. I refuse. Dude, I just Googled it, man. It's I refuse. On Hey, turn your level down. A little, turn your level down a little long, a little lower. You, you're, you're still blow, blowing it out here. Um, as you know, I, I don't know what happened in the Geo Studio. Or maybe it's me. You know, I got a different thing going on here. Maybe a new computer. I don't know. But uh, you're just a little louder than you normally on. As we got Patreons are signing on, guys. Joe Lee Stanfield is out there. What's up, Joe Lee? And Caleb is out there. And Pickle Rick is out there. Pickle Rick sending me uh, Don O'Neill. Erica Ender's podcast to listen to while I'm at Home Depot picking up wood, which I did. I got wood, baby. I got wood to build my engine crate. Super excited. And uh, like Megan is out there. She's got to be all excited about her Eagles. And Bobby Graham is out there. They're all out there as we are doing the show here on this Monday. The Patreon audience. You know, I, I've been making this big push here in January about the Patreons. We picked up like two which is good, but we want a lot more from that. If you don't know that you get, I don't know, I feel like it was great. The Hear It From Heiner show was great, and we're already populating questions for episode two. We're already populating questions from episode two for Hear It From Heiner. We're going to record later on in the week. If you didn't feel like you were getting value before with that Monday motivation and being able to, you know, direct the ignition show and watch the screening and all of that, uh, because you you don't really care about us and our nonsense, that makes total sense to me. But to hear it from Heiner show where a winning pro stock crew chief, Michael Heiner is in the game for 25 years is answering like all questions like he did in the first episode. Unbelievable. Not to mention the video stuff. Uh, you you want to join Patreon, go to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash WFO radio and pick a price point. Uh, and if you join for a year, the full season, I will send you a T-shirt. But you have to indicate what size your T-shirt is, along with a shipping address. I don't know, man. You get here from Heiner. You get the show. You get a T-shirt, the patch, the decals, the pin, all kinds of stuff. It's cray. Like, what am I doing? I'm like crazy Joey over here. Prices uh, that are insane. Join our Patreon for the year and spend the year on WFO. But yeah, it was a good weekend of NFL. Good stuff. Are you really, is it really 1997? The Chef's commercial? Unfortunately, yeah, it is. That's unbelievable. Just Google it. Chef's commercial. Yeah. Chef's commercial. Chief Chef commercial. Here it is. 1997. Not going anywhere for a while. Nineteen ninety-seven. Unbelievable! That just can't be. Well, yeah, I guess, I, I guess it is. And and welcome to Joe and Geo's birthday week celebration. As we get ready, you know, I, before we go too far, I want—I'm super excited today to find. Celebrating our twenty-fourth anniversary. Of the, right. Of our Birthday. And all the people older than us are laughing. They're laughing. At, oh, look, it's Oakley. We got a new celebrity here on the show. Look at that. Oakley Stanfield. Oh, she got cut off. There she is. Oakley Stanfield, Gio. Look at that. Look at little Oakley. Oh, man, that's a cute kid. Yeah. 
I don't know if Jonesy's to be. Ah, look at that, Patreons. Only you guys get to see little Oakley. What's up, Jolie? Can you hear us? Hello. Yeah. How are you? Good. How are y'all? Um, y'all's great. I think. How are you? What's going on? I got to hang out with uh with Aaron and Greg last week. We had a great time. We missed you though. Yes, I got to watch it on YouTube, and Oakley kept looking and going, "Dad, dad, dad, dad." That is so cute. That is so cute. Did you feel like Aaron did a, a representative job? Oh yes, he always does really well. Uh, he always thinks he's bad at interviews, but at some point, you've got to get used to him with what he does. I love that tough love from oh, Joey yeah. Stanfield. Tough love. Yeah, somebody said that he had said that he gets nervous doing those things, and that's not uh, good. Come on, double A, Ron. You're yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. So what are you up to, Jolie? Uh, about to put the baby down. She's about to fall asleep in my arms, but we wanted to hop on and see what was going on, and maybe I'll hop back on when she goes to sleep. All right. Well, that sounds good. Bye, little Oakley. We'll see you. We, hopefully we get you ready for the big baby walker race, if that happens again this year. Is she oh, in training? Yeah. She is quick in her walker, too. She's got a little race car walker. And she'll get to go in and she'll run into me, run into the walls. We've got dents in the walls at this point. That's and awesome. Then... A little crash. A oh, little yeah. Crash. UFO, Oakley. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Crash Stanfield. Way to go. All right, <laughs> Well, Oakley, go to bed and make it easy on your mama, please. Yes. There you so go. We'll see you later. All right. There goes uh, Jolie Stanfield and Oakley. How about that for a super guest appearance here on WFO right at the start? I say we just hang it up. We just hang it up for the rest of the show. Now let's bring on Bobby Graham. There's nothing else to talk about. It's the middle of the off season. Well, it's towards actually this is towards the end of the off season now. Yeah, no, man. It's it's things That's are it. happening. Fast and furious. Yeah. Things are happening. Now, uh, Megan and Ford and Caleb, it says devices not connected on my end. That's kind of new. I've never seen that before. Um, but they obviously can hear us because they would be telling us if they couldn't hear us. Right. And uh, let's see. Caleb says, hello, hello here for whatever ride this show goes on this week. Hope everyone is doing well. Megan says, hey, gang. Uh, yes, she's happy about the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Pickle Rick says, WFO. Monica says, hello, everyone. And everybody thinks Oakley is super cute. What's up, Bobby Graham? WFO, guys. WFO. Uh, just a, another wonderful Monday. Yeah, a beautiful Monday. So next week on Monday is my 50th birthday. And it's kind of interesting how that works out. Like, will we do a show? Will we not do a show? What will that show be like? And Gio's birthday is Wednesday, like a week from the day after tomorrow, a week from Wednesday. And he two then will two about days that? later, like the concept of Wednesday after a Monday, it might trip up the audience. I wanted to explain to them, you know, that that Wednesday isn't the day after Monday. It's the day after the day after Monday. But I think everybody has got it. and We're all on the same page. The point is, we just uncovered at a commercial, like a reference that we do a lot, is from 1997, which is not good. That is too old. I get annoyed at people who use very old references that nobody gets. And now I'm that guy. So got to refresh all the references, I hear. I think, here uh, coming, coming soon. So that's going to be tough. But I, I'll do what I got to do. Now, before we go any further, today, I came home, and there was a massive package at my door. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was a, a giant package. And I'm like, what is this giant package? package at the door, huh? 
And I'm mm-hmm. like, what do I buy? What, what did I buy? Like, what did I get from Amazon? What is Bezos sending me from Amazon? Oh, look at Sue Morris jumping right into the deal. Hey, hey, what's so happening? I don't have the power to kick you out anymore now that I've made you a powerful person. Let me No, I guess I do. <laughs> Take that. Oh, no. There oh, there it is. All right. Because, uh, you know, we made some changes to the way our system works. All you audio only folks will like, break the fourth wall and let you know what's going on behind the scenes, etc. Um, And, you know, since Sue is co-hosting the show a lot, like we gave her an admin and all kinds of good stuff going on. But it's good that you hear this, Sue. This is this is all good stuff because Uh-oh. later it could get a little ugly later on. Things, oh, no. Things and things might get a little ugly later. So I want to say nice stuff here. So I roll up to the house and I see this giant package. I'm like, What is this? What did I buy? What is the deal? And so I bring it inside and it is it is from Troy. It is from Troy in Oregon. I'm like, what is this? It's from Troy. And it's made out to the post office box. And somehow it shows up in my house, which is confusing at that. But maybe they knew anyway. So now I start the process taking it apart and i'm like what is this right what is this and it took man this guy packed it up better than anybody has ever packed anything and i'm cutting and pulling and pulling the tape and bubble wrap and it was man and then you get to the inside and there's another box and then you more wrap and more bubble. took me a long time man it was like you know ralphie trying to open the red rider anyway so troy our great friend get this get a load of this guys i'm gonna go full screen for this moment for the WFO studio, this guy <laughs> this guy let's go put the picture trying to show between himself Mike. That's one of the moments that's one of the moments you you uh, audio only people are missing by not being a Patreon, but I digress. Can you all see this? Yes. Yes. Troy sent a fantastic piece of artwork. That's what this is. It's not a photograph. This is a Matt Livonis like painting of a photo, a historic photo. Wow. The 1978 U.S. Nationals when the mongoose beat the snake depicted in the movie Snake and Mongoose. It is amazing. This thing is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Now, why would Troy send such a thing? Like, why would why would he send such a thing? Right? And I guess mm. <laughs> why would he send such a thing? Here we go. Here it is. Happy birthday. 50 is quite a milestone. Etc. and so on. Uh, it says Troy. And isn't that great? And he goes on to like listening to the show. That is a picture is a signed print by Matt Lavonis, you know, for, uh, former Division 7 director. Uh, he was pretty stoked that it was going to you. Happy birthday, says Troy. And so the birthday stuff is officially started with that. And uh, it's going to go somewhere either. I don't know. I feel like it, it's too nice for the studio. I hate to say it's studio, but I feel like that could go in actual uh, common area. So we'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the reason there's going to be a beef is because he's a Niners guy and you're an Eagles guy, and we're going to solo you guys out, and you're going to you're going to battle. It's going to be a fight. Ooh. I'm ready. You are I'm ready. so ready. I was all ready to do the champ, but you said you have big news, so I was like, okay, okay, I'll but now, okay, but now 
<laughs> fly, eagles, fly on the way to victory. Here we go. E-A-G-L-E-S, eagles. Woohoo! Wow. One for the NFC championship. Oh, you guys are going baby. to the Super Bowl, baby. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with the Niners. Uh, we'll talk about it in Sports Collision. But you got a good team, and you put the thump on the G-men. That wasn't even close. I remember the day before me and my dad were like, who, who do you want to win the Super Bowl? I'm like, ah, you know, the G-men, I guess. Like, I got a, the G-men are always my fallback position. And now I have to find another fallback position. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be Sue's Eagles. Like, see, so I can have some good uh, fun for my friend. Bobby Graham says no. Bobby's no. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull for the Bengals. They got my guy in there. Oh, Burrow. <laughs> got Burrows in there. I'm going to pull for Burrows. Yeah. Well, the guy is guy's pretty nuts, actually. The talent and ability. Oh, look who it is. There he there is. He I don't is. know if he's gone. I don't know. Here's Troy in Oregon is now joining the show. Troy, did you just see that whole exercise I did? Were you down there? I did. I joined in just as you were talking about getting home and seeing a giant box on your on your porch. So Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much for that. Like that I think is um, you know, borderline excessive, but thank you. I think it's beautiful. I was kind of like studying it. Like Matt is an incredibly talented guy, as you can see by the stuff he's posting all the time with the champions and everything. But um, you commented on one of the, on one, on the the pick like a couple of weeks ago, and then you sent it out. Like I'm I'm kind of blown away. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're you're so welcome. It is a little excessive, but that's kind of how I roll. Um, you know, you got to go big or go home. So uh, I just thought. Thought it'd be cool. So I'm I'm glad you like it and hope you find a good spot for it, man. Oh, I will. I will. And it, it might it might end up like where you know where other people are, not just the studio. And I was gonna read this uh tremendous letter that you wrote, but uh and it's kind of appropriate given that it's my 50th birthday, but I did not bring my reading glasses into the studio, so I can't read. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the appropriate part. <laughs> I, I even write in all I write in all caps too. So yeah, yeah, like like you know, is that Ron caps? It's tiny. But uh, he's, he's hard of reading. Yeah, I am hard see, of reading. You, see, you got to learn now, Joe. You need readers in every room. I just ordered like a 16 pack. From, this, is not a, this is not a conversation I want to have on the air. OK, I'm going to fight it to the death. I don't like uh, those kind of conversations. But since we're on that, yes, I ordered one of those Amazon 12 packs of, uh, you know, plus 175 or something. And we'll see how it goes. Maybe I I <laughs> it's a nightmare. And all you kids out there, watch out. It's going to happen to you. It's a terrible thing. Terrible, it terrible thing. It might die young. Right. That's a good, that's a way to <laughs> positive spin. Giovanni with the positive spin. I agree, Gio. Like, that's a good word to with. I'm going to save that one, Gio. If I can use that, I'm going to use it next week. Hey, <laughs> you won't need the readers because he'll die young. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to ride this all getting old and effed up thing uh, uh, as long as I can. <laughs> I, no, I like it. I like where your head's at. So uh, Rolex 24 this weekend. Racing begins. Got big news this week in the world of the NHRA. Everybody's talking. I know uh, Troy has been talking big money bracket racing. We're going to get to all of this. Of course, the uh, the clock watcher, Giovanni, has already has already before the show started. He was like, you know, listen, we got to try try to get on try to get on the clock, Giovanni. So we're going to try to follow his wishes as best as we can. So uh, Rolex 24, I was just about to give like the where you can watch it, which is 13 and a half hours on the USA Network. 
Peacock's got all 24 hours. IMSA TV has got all 24 hours. Saturday from 1.30 to 2.30, it'll be on NBC. That'll be the well, that's start. Where it starts. That's, the, that's the beginning, right? That'll be the start. And then from 2.30 to 8 p.m., it'll be on USA Network on Saturday. And then it'll take like a two-hour break on USA Network. Uh, I wonder what they have on. Uh, 10 p.m. to midnight is USA Network. And then Sunday morning, from 6 a.m. till noon, it'll be USA Network. And then at noon, it'll switch back to NBC for the exciting conclusion. That's another old reference, guys. What year did Private Parts come out there, Giovanni? Like, that's too oh, that's old a reference, too. That's like, a, look it up. He's awesome. Right? That's a very old yeah. reference. The Howard Stern movie, WNBC. Can't do uh, that anymore. Exactly the same year, 1997. Oh, no. All the references are coming from the same year. An indelible mark on my brain was made. Coming from the same year, man. Oh, my God. The calls are coming from inside the house. It is not a good thing. It is not a good thing. And there it is. It'll be over at 2 o'clock. And motorsport.com. You know, what type of track is Daytona? But So, be- basically, if you got the Peacock Network, uh, the premium or whatever it is, you, you can just leave it on there all 24 hours and you don't have to be yep. searching. Right. You're set. You're but if you be- don't have that one, then you got to go from – NBC to USA and then maybe online in order to get everything because I don't think they the the regular cable will have uh the the full 24 nonstop. And this is always fun. You wake up in the middle of the night and you got something to flip on. So and it is the uh I would call it the official start to speed weeks for NASCAR and the Daytona 500 and they'll be heading out west doing the Bush Clash, which reminds me to tell everybody WFO Fantasy League Who's interested in being in the WFO Radio Fantasy League in 2023? I have got to do better than I did last year. That's great. I can't quit now. That's great, Bobby Graham. What about you, Troy? You going to do it? I'm in, baby. I'm in. He's in. Sue? You gonna, you of gonna course. Performance? Everybody is in for the Fantasy League. We will be giving the codes, but the way it has worked the past couple of years, you, you just go back into driver group game and refresh, and you're back. It's not Whoa, like he the website. Oh no. Oh no. I mean, it's still the same one, but it's completely re- reworked. I haven't looked at it yet. I'm about to look I at it right right time. It, it's like it does you can barely recognize it. Is it better? Is it worse? Uh, it's different. Okay. To oh. be seen. Mine says not found, so you must have a oh. special link. Yeah, well, we all know how special it is. Drivergroupgame.com. <laughs> all right. I'm not going to try it. Take me an hour to get back here. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's right. what well, I I'll got. Oh. <laughs> that's code for blue screen, isn't it? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, mine says, uh, unable to log you in. Please check your password. Yeah, that's the same thing that happened to me. So yeah, maybe but- we have to re-register or something now, but we'll see. Oh, awesome. So like I said. Oh, here. Returning player sign in. I didn't see that part before. Which I tried, and it said then you've got a password problem. Yeah. But if you want to get your name on that trophy out there. Oh, no. All returning players, please, please click this lane to create. Ah, blah, blah. Dude, I just had a friggin' heart, uh, stroke. All returning players, please click this link to create a new password. Ah, So that's okay. we're just going to have to create a new password this year. Okay. New password. And it appears to be the same um url but they definitely changed the whole visualize the whole visual of that 
of the website and design. Well, good. Very exciting. But start populating that uh, driver group game is the website. Hopefully we'll get it all to work. But the fantasy league, I'm going to take it very seriously this year, guys. This is going to be the year. He said uh, that last year. And the year before, <laughs> if you remember. But uh, I, I can't uh, do as poorly as I have done. So I'm going to try to be very, very, um, you know, like set a team. That's it. I, I'm going to try to set a team every week. Let's not put the put the bar too high for me. I'm going to try to set a fresh team every week. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'll feel good. But Fantasy League time. And remember, Mr. Fantasy NASCAR has won two of the last three years. I think three out of the last four, if memory serves me right. And so we got to beat this guy. I don't care that he's a fantasy team Hall of Famer. We have got some of the best players, and they've come up very close against him. But we got to knock him off the block this this year. So that is pretty good. Hey, I got a question. I got yes. a question. Where where do you rank the Rolex 24? Like, you know, you've got the Indy 500, you've got Le Mans, you've got the Rolex. Where do you put it? Okay, so the people that are into sports car, open wheel, Formula One world, they consider it a big deal. I think it's a huge deal because of its proximity on the calendar, as in it's first every year, and so it gets, like, undivided attention. I think it's cool, but... To be honest, endurance racing isn't my most favorite thing. I watch it and I like it. And now these 24-hour races are like sprints, but below the Indy 500, below Le Mans, below the Grand Prix of Monaco, certainly. What about the Baja 1000? The Baja 1000 is a different thing. Uh, I can't tell you that I watched the Baja 1000. I'm definitely interested in it, but it's like, another planet racing for me like the desert stuff i don't know if you saw that doc dirt to glory my extensive knowledge of like land racing comes from dirt to glory a great great film it was awesome and it's just a totally different thing than pavement racing i think it would be amazing my conversations with the snake about it he says oh man you're out there in the world and it's just amazing it's dark you can't see um you know i can't do it and i have loads of respect for it but in both cases, they take too long for me. Fair enough. Yeah. I like drag racing, man. You know, like it's like not only it's I, I like four seconds, 24 hours. But I'll be watching. I'll watch uh, of the 24 hours. I'll definitely watch, uh, you know, it would be on for six hours. What about you, Troy? What I mean, coming right back at you with that same thing. There are people that consider Lama and the Rolex the races that are the true test of man and machine. Uh, I still think for me, the pinnacle of, of racing is the Indy 500. Uh, and it always has been and always will be. I would put Le Mans second. And then after that, you know, I mean, the Daytona 500 used to be kind of a big thing, but they how many of those big races they have now? They got lots of them, you know, so it's not as the prestige of the Daytona 500 has suffered, I think with like the Coca-Cola 600 and some of these other things. But um, I think after the Indy 500 and Le Mans, it's, it's just personal preference. I think they all kind of get lumped in after that for me. Interesting. Well, you know, Grand Prix of Monaco, but that, that's uh, it's not like open entry, right? It's a different kind of thing. 
Um, I think Daytona still has its prestige, oh. but I, I get what you're saying. Isle of Man, the TT. Well, that's just uh, amazing and insane. frightening. And yeah. right, insane, frightening. Uh, every year, you know, you're losing people, but the, there's nothing, nothing like that. I would put that above. So I guess I can't believe I forgot. I would put that number two and I'd put Le Mans three. What are we talking like tests of human courage? Right. Then it would be in the lead. <laughs> well, but like, man, they're, it's not a stunt course. I mean, they're racing, you know, it's crazy. Isle of Man is, I mean, that's, you think about the physical shape they got to be in to do that. The performance of those machines. I mean, is, I don't know if anything really even comes close to that. I would say Pike's Peak when it was gravel before they blacked up the Pike's whole thing. Peak. Oh my gosh. Well, exactly. But see, that's back to the test of courage, right? Like Mario Andretti, when he was on wind tunnel, one thing I'm still angry at, at Dave Despain about is he's doing an interview with Mario and Mario like waxes nostalgic, but not nostalgic, but just starts thinking like about the time that he was closest to death. And he says that he drove it in really deep at Pike's peak. And that that was the moment, the one moment in his entire life that he felt like, this is it. I'm not going to make it. But he made it. And then Dave Despain moved on to the next question. Instead of like lingering a little while with Mario on that moment, you know, this guy just gives you like this, shares this introspective moment where he felt like he was. He wasn't listening. <laughs> and he just moved no, on. To sure that's what happened. He wasn't listening. He wasn't, he wasn't listening. No, he just <laughs> concentrating on the next question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And next. And <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. He caught himself in a position where he wasn't listening. And as soon as Mario paused, he just said, okay, next question. Well, I don't know. It's just, it's, it was to this day. Like, I want to know the answer to that question from Mario. We've got 15 people, 15 Patreons oh, are on there. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to get in, man. They're at the door. They're trying they're to get in. Exactly. I'm sorry, though. They can't get through the velvet rope right now. You should get a sound effect with people like knocking and trying to get in. <laughs> Later, Olsen. Oh, Olsen is checking out? Oh, yeah, look. He yeah, ain't come in and bragged about his ninth place. And, uh, oh. He's going to leave. You can't do that, Olsen. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to do better than the top ten next year. See you guys. I'm out. Losers. Man. <laughs> Back here, Olsen. I love that guy. I, I like his style. I like his style. Oh, the chat section. There's all kinds of chat in the chat section. Um, Troy says 24-13 Niners against the Eagles. Is that the prediction? Uh, Megan says we're still high from last year's Super Bowl. So uh, get some Bengals love going in here. Caleb is siding with the Bengals. AJ wants the Eagles in hopes of a day off from school. That is very uh, childlike <laughs> logic, and I support it. Uh, Monica, damn, reading glasses hot, and we can see where I am in the chat section. So everybody. You think that they'd give us the day off down here if the Dolphins won the Super Bowl? Yes. They'd give you a week off down there. That's, that's right. It'd become a national. It'd become a it would. Florida holiday. Not Florida, because we've got Jacksonville and Tampa. It would be the Miami uh, holiday. Exactly. Yes, Miami-Dade public schools, <laughs> definitely. And Broward would probably have to cave. Uh, based on it, so they, they shut down Philly when the Eagles won. <laughs> yeah, but you guys are real fans. <laughs> yeah, true, that's true. Thank real you, crazy, thank you very real. much. <laughs> well, that's what how you know you got to put a prison in the stadium, and that's it. 
No it's school went one in with prison. prison. They just hold you there, man. Prison. Yeah, that's right. It's not it's like just, you're not doing it. It's just a holding cell. That's all. Uh, they're probably going to let out school. They'd let out school around here if the Bengals won. That's true. <laughs> right. You guys are just looking for an excuse. Not to <laughs> we just look for an excuse. <laughs> yeah, Troy Burrow won. It's not Troy, Joey Burrow. Ford is saying, <laughs> I'll give someone a chance to listen to you guys later. Look at Ford. Ford is like, you know giving his spot to an elderly person on the bus. That's just fantastic, Ford. Thank you very much. Don't forget, everybody, uh, hear it from Michael Heiner. will be recorded tomorrow afternoon. So if you've got questions for Michael Heiner, go to the Patreon page and submit your question on the, uh, the Monday Motivation deal where I ask, and I'll hit him with some more questions and a lot of tech questions. But uh, this week, I think I'm going to delve into a couple of things like, uh, you know, like how important is the driver? Michael Heiner. I'm going to ask him some of those things. and you know, Oh, put him on the spot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cause he, he sounded pretty good. What did you guys think of that? I saw all the comments in, in text, but uh, this is the first time we have spoken since then. I feel like it's, it was pretty great. I did too. It was really good, man. I, I, I almost felt bad that it's a Patreon only thing. No, 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 Me no. Too, right? Yeah. Like maybe I should put one out for everybody to hear how great it was. Not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. Keep not come yet. On. It, it's, maybe it's a, it's after a, six it's months. A perk. You could it's let a it perk. out. That's right. It's got to be a teaser or something as uh, yeah. to inspire people to join to sign up. Well, right, but we do give a clip or just I, I did put out a tweet with all the wonderful comments about it. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll do another one tomorrow. And, uh, you know, maybe it'll burn out, right? Maybe it won't be great. What about the too fast, too tasty news that came out last week after our show? A lot of news broke. A lot of news will break after the show as well. But the big Mission Foods Too Fast, Too Tasty Challenge, that was huge news. And uh, I, I think it's interesting, especially from a gambling perspective, to know that next race, these four racers are going to rematch. and. Um, can create a little something interesting on a Saturday. Anybody have any thoughts on that? Oh, I think it's going to kick up Saturday qualifying. I mean, you know, Saturdays would get boring. You half the time, and, and even Heiner kind of alluded to it. You know, Saturday you get to those last couple qualifying sessions. You're just kind of doing the how far can I push it to the limit? You know, checking things out. So um, I just think it's going to add another another exciting. It's going to add. A, a level of excitement to Saturday, which isn't always there. Um, you know, because a lot of times you have different teams that are either choosing to run or not to run, run, you know, the, the final qualifying session. And I think this is just going to jazz it up and you're going to actually see competition. So it's not just going to go out there and, and let off, right. They're going after it, going to qualify and uh, actually go tear somebody's face off and take the wind light. So I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, it's going to add another, just step it up on Saturdays, which is, I think it needs it, right? Change it up. Megan says it adds a little spice. What about you, Troy? Uh, I think it's, I think anytime you're trying something new, I think it's cool because it takes uh, some courage to do that, to mix it up. Um, I think it'll be interesting towards the end of the year to subtract to, if you were to subtract the points uh, and see how big of an impact those extra points are going to have, you know, that, there could be some salty folks in the end, I think. Oh, I agree with you on there. So there, 
it's not without downside, right? There is always going to be a little downside. And one of the downsides is, as I understand it, and it might end up being the same person, but whoever is quickest in Q3 gets to go last. And that's always been a big thing. And as I understand it, these folks are going to go last. The too fast, too tasty, regardless of how uh, they went in Q3. But they wouldn't get to advance to the final round if they went poorly. So it's just going to be interesting to see how it all works out. Uh, these guys will go down. There will be points, championship points, uh, only in the regular season. This is not a countdown thing. So, But seeding will be affected. Um, I'm all for trying it. Exactly. Like, are they, they're, they're coming up with ideas and let's say this thing works for three years. And then they say, you know what, we're going to do something different. It'll be another different thing. That's cool. You got to mix it up. You can't keep coming up with the same old tired references from 1997. Every time you got to mix it up. And so that's well, what I think they're doing. And theoretically, like how many points could someone get? Was it less like three for the winner or something? So, and so like total though, what is what I'm saying? Like if you add it all up, like what's the max amount someone could get? Cause you could really pad yourself. You know, you could really put yourself in a good spot on the countdown ladder. If you did good on those events all year. Well, it's, it's, it's happening in what? 12 races. So if you won them all, you'd get three times 12, which That's is a lot of points. 36 points. It's less than two rounds. Tiebreaker stuff. But remember, if you're in there that much and you you know, you know won them all, that means you must have made the semis at every race, which means you're probably doing pretty well already. And that's why and I said earlier. About like caps and height, though, right? That was a three-point deal. But at a, the, the countdown, uh, this doesn't happen in the countdown. And but so add them to your, your starting point total – once the countdown yes. starts, right? The seeding. Uh, that I don't know. I think it just goes to the seeding. Is it is you add to your countdown points total when the countdown starts? That I didn't see. And if I missed that, I apologize. That would make a difference. That would be a big deal. That's if, the way I read it. I could have misread it, though, too. Eh, I could have misread it, too. We'll have to I double check. Like, like the five points for winning a race in NASCAR or something? Yes, like, like keeper points. That would be interesting. Yeah. We're gonna have to that double check. Would be, that, would, yeah, that would definitely be a big difference than if it's just added points to your total of getting to the reset for the countdown. Mm -hmm. That would be a huge difference, and uh, we're gonna talk about this all tomorrow. Of course, Tim Wilkerson gonna be on the show. You're all gonna want to watch that. Uh, and when Reinhardt comes on, we'll delve into this a little more deeply. But again, give it to the NHRA for getting more money into the racers' hands and also doing something special to make Saturday something interesting and also including pro stock motorcycle and pro stock. This kind of thing typically is like, you know, they'll do it for the nitro classes only, but getting the pro stock classes involved and giving them a chance to earn a little extra cash. Yeah. Challenge winner will earn three bonus points that will be added to their point total to begin the playoffs. Yeah. It's at the start of the, at the start of the countdown. That is a huge thing. That's how it's, that's how it's written. That is a huge thing. So by having success in Too Fast, Too Tasty, you pad your countdown points. That is tremendous. And uh, you're right. I agree. There are going to be some people that are annoyed about that. You know, 
there's haters on both sides. Oh, it's yeah. Be, but they got to try something. I, it, it, you know what? If you're not trying to change it up, then you're not trying to make it better. So see how it goes. I, right. You know, anything that's going to add a little, little Monica put out there, anytime adding racing into the mix, it's going to it's gonna make a better show. She's spot on. Absolutely. Caleb says it's going to be a great thing. I hope I'm worried about how they are going to publicize it. I have a feeling the people at the track that go to see Nitro might not know what, what might not know what's going on. Oh, we're going to make a big deal of it. We're going to, we're going to let like the, from what I have been told, the final pair or final two pair of Q3, final pair of Q4, uh, we're going to let everybody go down first and we're going to segregate those two pair and make a big spectacle as big a spectacle as we can without allowing the weather conditions to change and giving those drivers, uh, you know, a better situation. We'll spend a couple minutes letting everybody oh, know this is different. I got another question, Joe. So I thought, I thought that in and out took over the whole series. It's still the camping world series, but the finals are just, I thought yeah, camping no, just Pomona, it's just Auto Club Raceway is now In and Out Burger Raceway, and the Auto Club Finals are now the In and Out Burger Finals. And that's, why did I think Camping World got out? I don't know. Well, because there were a lot of people with a bunch of rumors saying that Camping World was going to go go out, but that is not the case. Camping World is with us for I think a couple more. So yeah, Camping World is still here. Uh, In and Out, you know, they're not a national company. They don't have uh, Tennessee is going to be the furthest east that they come and so it doesn't make sense for them to support the entire series just pomona is in and out burger raceway starting now and the winter nationals are still the winter nationals but the auto club finals are now the in and out burger finals at in and out burger raceway and supposedly in and out and all their greatness is going to be available in multiple facets at the track uh, which i'm super excited about that's when my big keto diet's going to end in November. <laughs> and maybe by then, it's 11 months? No. <laughs> Everybody knows that once Gainesville comes, it's all over. All right, Giovanni, let's do sports collision. Let's have it. Let's have it out. Let's uh let's set the table. Tell us what happened and then we'll set the table for the great debate between Sue Morris representing the Philadelphia Eagles fans of the world and Troy and Oregon representing the San Francisco 49er fans of the world. Guys, prepare your arguments and your debate. And uh, Giovanni will set the table from this past week. Wow. All right. Sports collision. The NFL playoffs continued with the divisional round on the games began on Saturday afternoon. And in the early game, it was uh, Jacksonville at Kansas City. And uh, the chefs, <laughs> there is that reference again, the old musky 25-year-old <laughs> uh, reference of the chefs. 1997, it's just too old, but that's how funny it oh, is. We're able to overcome a second-quarter injury to the great Pat Mahomes, who hobbled off the field with looked like a broken ankle as a big, giant lineman landed on his ankle. But uh, he hobbled off, and he came back. Like Willis Reed after the halftime, and he got all 
you know, shot up with every painkiller in the world and probably rewrapped and who knows what else they did for him there as every technological advance in medicine that was able, uh, afforded to him was given to him at the halftime. And he came back and hobbled the whole entire second half. And I mean, literally hobbled around as you saw him, those of you that saw the game. Uh, but you know, he didn't have much mobility, but man, that boy could throw the ball left, right, anywhere on one foot, much better than Tua. He was hobbled, man, like James Kahn in misery. It was incredible. Ooh, yeah. Was that James Kahn? The, the chefs uh, pretty much, they kind of had the game was never really in doubt. They kind of had like a seven and t- seven to ten point lead the whole game. But uh, the Jacksonville ended up kicking a field goal at the end for a bad beat for anybody that had Kansas City minus the eight or anything more than seven, which was the line all week. It, it, it went from eight, and I think it closed as high as nine or nine and a half. And so, uh, unfortunately, those of you that uh, did not take Kansas City on the money line lost your wagers there. And then the the night game was uh, Sue's Philadelphia Eagles just a loading, unloading a big old can of whoop ass on the G-men. The G-men definitely looked outclassed. And uh, wow. When you, you know, when you, if, if you're the Giants and you're in that division, you go back in the offseason and you're happy that you had a, a pretty good season compared to what you thought you were going to have. But you could see that the division, that the, the, the valley between you and the Eagles is not a thin, it's Grand Canyon deep. All right. <laughs> and so the Eagles pretty much whooped the, the G-men up and down on Saturday night. And on Sunday, in the early game was also, yeah, the AFC had both early games. I wonder if that had anything to do with uh, anything. But uh, in the early game, it was that snow game, the uh, rematch of the game where uh, DeMar Hamlin had the heart attack and almost died on the field. And uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow took the ball first and drove down the field and scored a touchdown and basically never looked back. I mean, they dominated that game. And the final score, I think, was 27 to 10, if I'm not mistaken. But it feels like it wasn't even that close. And so uh, Joe Burrow has everybody uh, like me who I've always been a big Burrow fan. But I'm calling him right now best quarterback in the league. After the last two seasons, he has definitely taken the step up, the next step, whatever you want to call it. He's come. He's shown out. He's done it all. Joe Burrow right there. He's got his and, and on top of everything. He's got to carry the burden of the Cincinnati Bengals, who have been a pretty much a, a crappy franchise our entire lifetime. You know, they had a couple of runs there with Boomer, where they went to a Super Bowl and stuff in the 80s and maybe one in the, you know, in the early 90s. But uh, historically, Mike Brown or whoever is running the, the Bengals now has never been all that great at running the Bengals. But uh, Joe Burrow, man, showing what a world-class number one quarterback could really do for a franchise, man. And so... That was that. And then in the night game, San Francisco and Dallas duked it out. I know, you know, I guess a battle of futility, a game that was uh, nine to six at halftime. I thought it was going to end nine to nine and we were going to go into overtime or something. At some point, I asked the gray if he thought the final score was going to be 12 nine and goes, it just might be. And so it wasn't much more than that. It ended up being 19 to 12, which uh, one team getting a field goal and another team a touchdown in the second half. But it was uh, pretty much a defensive battle and the Cowboys just, uh, did not really show up. Dak Prescott did not look very good. He looked uh, very lost, throwing interceptions right in the hands of defenders that were playing, uh, you know, cover in cover. 
unbelievable that zone coverage. I mean, I don't know if he just was throwing blind without looking or what, but he threw a couple passes that you got to wonder what the heck were you looking at? Dak Prescott and their kicker missed another extra point after missing four last week. Yeah, that is not two, not three, but four. I had never in my life seen anybody miss three, much less four extra points in one game. Well, and, and that no back two games, you know, huh? that when he missed that, that made seven in a row going back two games before that seven in a wow. row. Yeah, That's unbelievable. And, <laughs> and so first of all, I, it's, it's malpractice just to have come to the game with that kicker. Cause potentially that could have been uh, the, the deciding point in the game. Cause if Dallas drives down and scores at 12, 19 to 12, and it, they score a touchdown, potentially that extra point he missed would have been the 20th point to give him a 20 to 19 win. But uh, it didn't happen. They played terrible. The Cowboys, poor Jerry Jones. Every day he's one step closer to to uh, <laughs> his great demise and not never winning again because he, you know, couldn't keep his ego in check and he fired J- Jimmy Johnson. You know, the Cowboys' trajectory would be so much different if Jerry Jones could have just let Jimmy Johnson continue to run things, but uh, here we are. What an, almost another twenty-five to thirty years later, and he—they have—they have not seen another victory in the Super Bowl. And uh, uh, so there you have it. We're down to the final four in the AFC. You got the Bengals will be at Kansas City, and in the NFC, as Joe made a reference to, the San Francisco 49ers will be traveling to Philadelphia. And uh, there you have it. Those are the final four in the NFL. Only three football games left in the 2022 football season. Wow. Troy, you were going to say? Well, just uh, Brock Purdy now has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott and Tony Romo. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. All right. Tony Romo only had one playoff win. There you go. Yeah, it's sad. well, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good as a Dolphin fan that so many other teams are having their own version of toil, right? Like, who knew that the Cowboys, like, you know, they, they're, they're. Well, the Cowboys go to the playoffs. They just can't find a way to win. That's where we used to be in the 90s. Like, we went to the playoffs all the time and we just, we get bounced all the time. Uh, that's better than where we <laughs> than we were not making the playoffs and having terrible seasons, but everybody's got their own toil. Right. And and that's why when Joe Burrow comes in and just like takes a team and says, yeah, we're going to be good. Uh, are you guys a Super Bowl contender? Yeah. As long as I'm on the team, we're a Super Bowl contender. Some sort of quote like that. Real. Uh, that's exactly what he said, that the window is open as long as I'm the quarterback. Amazing stuff. But how Hey, can you not, how can you not love the guy, man? No, I think the guy's great. So cool. <laughs> The whole Joe Cool smoking a cigar after victory cigar afterwards. He's like he's like the, the, the QB version of Jordan in the locker room. But now it is time for our first ever Patreon versus Patreon NFL clash between Troy and Oregon and Sue Morris. Uh, you two have the uh, have the floor. It is time to battle Sue. Uh, you know, ladies, ladies first. You guys can. Discuss uh, what what do you think is going to happen in this weekend's? Oh, ladies first. You're so nice. I, you know, I was going to say Troy should go first. Let's hear it, Troy. <laughs> Are you sure? 
Absolutely, I'm sure. Mr. Big Money Minute, let's hear it. <laughs> well, the 49ers defense is going to be the key. The They are first in points allowed, first in yards per game. They're also first in yards per play, rush yards per game, passing touchdowns, sacks, and first downs allowed per game. They are first in all of those categories. Um, first in turnover margin, takeaways. Uh, they're third in opponents' interceptions thrown. Uh, they're the better team. Philadelphia is ranked pretty highly in some of those same categories, but top to bottom, it's just going to be too much. Um, They're seventh in rush plays, uh, fifth in rush touchdowns a game. They're just the better team. Uh, So as long as nobody gets hurt, uh, I think think there's no way that they can beat them. They're just going to get wore down. Uh, I think Philly's going to come out strong, home field. Uh, but I don't think they're going to be able to sustain it for four quarters. Uh, I think 24-13, and I think Jalen Hurts leaves the game injured. Oh, hey now. Hey I don't want to see it, but he's going he's gonna to have to try real hard. Well, you all got that guy Sauce Gardner, though, right? Is Sauce on your team? The the cornerback, I think. No, that's the Jets cornerback. Oh, he's on the Jets. Yeah. yeah. Good. We're you good. Guys, like planes and the and the Eagles uh, confused. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, we're just okay. gonna wear you down. It'll be a hard fought game at first, but we'll pull away. Twenty four thirteen. San Francisco's going to the Super Bowl. Wow. Well, I, you know, I think it's gonna be a hard fought game. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna come down to the wire. I don't think it's gonna be a runaway by either side. Um, both sides are tough on the defense. Um, and I have to put a shout out to our man Fletcher Cox. I mean, him and that D line, um, when when they're up, when they're up against it, they they hold them tight. So I think I do agree with you, Troy. I think being healthy is gonna gonna play into it, right? Um, we don't uh, Eagles don't have a backup when it comes to Jalen Hurts. So him being healthy, he looked good against the Giants, but the Giants looked horrible. They were so flat. Um, so it's it's uh, I will say I'm uh, cautiously. <laughs> I'm a little. Uh, holding back just because I don't think uh, the Giants game was a good comparison um, because when you watch them, the 49ers go back and forth with the Cowgirls, it was, you know, it was a fight to the end. And uh, that's what I think the Eagles 49ers game is going to be. But I'm going to tell you that stadium in, in uh, Philadelphia is going to be rocking. You want to talk about that other player that's going to be the, the fans around that field is going to be intense. So I think the excitement's going to be wild. Uh, the Eagles fans are going to bring it. I think, um, again, it, it's Jalen looked good for really being, you know, that first game or second game back after after the injury. So, um, you know, he took it took it easy um, right before the the last game of the the, the season. But uh, I thought he looked pretty good um, against the Giants. So let's hope let's hope he doesn't get hurt. Um, I think it's going to be a battle. Uh, I think it's going to be probably a 24-21 win, but I'm going for the Eagles. Wow, and there you have it. Okay, first ever, Patreon versus Patreon. <laughs> Giovanni in Miami, how do you score it? Wow, that's a tough one right there, but uh, 
I don't know. I'm going to have to call it a draw here. Yeah, I agree. It's a draw. We'll just wait for the game. Troy bringing the stats like he's coming out, and Sue's like, oh, no, yeah, it's wrong. His, yeah, he's got his analytics. He's got his numbers. Sue's, uh, you know, calling on Fletcher Cox, NHRA drag racing fan. You know, she knows. <laughs> yeah. We got it all going on. No, but, it's going to uh, be like Jalen that the Gardner Minshew is what, what happened, what the Gardner oh. Gardner <laughs> yeah, Minshew is not added if, to the backup. If, oh, if he comes in, no. <laughs> I'm just throwing With a flag at that and his, uh, and his mustache and all that. <laughs> yeah. He's cool. He's cool. He is cool. What do you mean? Give him the guy alone. He's got a cool stash. He, he's, he's a Joe cool kind of dude, but. Bubba? Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't wish anybody to get injured. I hope they uh, survive. I think it's interesting, though, that the Giants yeah, I mean, are getting calling out the injury and everything. I mean, I, whoo, absolutely <laughs> get rolled up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I like that the Giants are getting blamed for the loss already. That uh, <laughs> because they're a girls' team, right? It's like we didn't have enough competition. The team was too bad that we played. We weren't prepared well enough, right? We weren't prepared well enough because we had to play too easy a team. <laughs> they rolled over them. I it's mean, it. it was it was embarrassing how badly they rolled over them. No, humiliating <laughs> to the Giants fans out there. Certainly, they were not happy. But look, that's the way it works, right? That's what playoffs are. You you find out who's real, and real no real, and and that's it. And so these four teams, the 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 Chiefs, obviously, and the Joe Burrows, obviously, and now you know the Eagles and the Niners. The Niners are tough. They've got all those great stats. We uh, Dolphins went out there, you know, played them tough, but got whooped. And so we'll see. This is it. Down to four. Super Bowl will be set following this weekend. Very good stuff. Anything else, Giovanni? Sports collision? Is there any other sport going on? Obviously, basketball. Uh, down, down in the upside down where our good friend Matt is, the Australian Open uh, continues, and uh, they're down to the quarterfinals already on both sides. Uh, three uh, U.S. men are still uh, in the running. And um, in the on the woman's side, uh, what's her name? Uh, Pagula. I think it's Jennifer Pagula. She's the daughter of the Bills of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres owner. She's a uh, number three ranked uh, tennis player in the world, and she's still there uh, uh, for the U.S. on the women's side. But um, the Rafa Nadal got a hurt in his first or second match, and he had to he he's out. And uh, Joker is still there, and so he's hoping to come through with the win so that he could tie Nadal on the all-time Grand Slam list. And there's your Australian report for now. Uh, WNBA free agency report. You got that queued up? Yeah. Let's hear it, Gio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I seen lots of trade uh, action going on in the trade. I didn't realize that there was so many trades in the WNBA world because there's not that many trades usually like in the men's NBA world. It's just a bunch of free agent uh, signings and stuff. But, yeah, uh, we'll definitely look into the WNBA uh, free agency or uh, what's going on as the season uh, progresses. <laughs> Why are you guys all laughing? What's that all about, Troy? You you know, you're the knowledgeable guy. Put that under the big money minute. And now you have a portfolio on the show, right? Like, it's the running joke about the WNBA update on Sports Collision. That's it. That's it. So what was the big headline or blockbuster trade that went down? Uh, what's that girl, Brianna Stewart? Is that her name? Uh, I think that's her name. I apologize for not knowing, but I don't I know. I think uh, Brianna something. 
She's really good, though. She's threatening to to move to a different team. I uh, I think there's like seven teams in the WNBA, seven or eight, at least. I'm gonna Mark. say is the number of teams for Troy. Wait a second, you don't even know how many teams there are. Well, someone someone <laughs> makes to buy each year. All right. Monica votes that you're right. in charge of the WNBA. Yeah. yeah. Just so Monica. you know, there's 12 teams. 12, 12 teams. Not, 12 teams. <laughs> not eight. And most leagues have an even number of teams just for, you know, just to make things easy. Simplicity. Right. Simplicity. Like, let's have an even number of the teams. NFL the only one that had that. 31 teams for a while. Remember, remember, remember that. And every team had to buy for a couple of years. So they finally gave a, a team back to Cleveland, I think, is what, when that happened. Well, very good. Monica said 20 years ago, too, for, for those of you kids in the audience. Time to refresh the references, guys. <laughs> Monica says, did you guys talk about the new Vance and Hines teammate, which it's front page news on NHRA.com right now, uh, Gage Herrera, who was out there making runs. And you may recall that Alan Reinhardt would mention that he was running in a slightly underpowered bike uh, going through a process. He is now uh, Eddie Krawick's teammate in advance and Heinz. And so they made the announcement. A lot of people were expecting that to happen for Gage to get this opportunity after an impressive debut in 2022, the fourth generation racer grade Gage Herrera has been added to the Vance and Heinz pro stock motorcycle team. He will be paired with four time world champion, Eddie Craywick aboard a pair of Suzuki Hayabusa entries uh, tuned by Andrew Heinz. And so there you go. For those that were wondering about that. And I know some people were disappointed with the white alligator racing uh, rider announcement of John Hall and not Angel. Everybody wanted Angel to be on there, but uh, you know, that just, that, that didn't, didn't work out. So there you go. Pro stock motorcycle. A lot of, a lot of interest strikes. Jeff says all is good. I'm out WFO. I'll let new patrons in catch you later. Thanks to you. Thank you. Dragster Jeff. Dragster Jeff has submitted questions for hear it from Heiner. We will be asking those tomorrow. Super exciting. They kind of changed the layout of this deal, so I'm trying to see who's on there. Because we had Matt in Australia. He was on, but now he's gone. Did we lose Matt? Yeah. Went away. There it is. So, Troy, why don't you do your big money minute now and explain, what is this, uh, the partner deal? Yeah, so the Jags All-Star Shootout, which uh, is part of the Flings promotion at the Summer Fling in Columbus this year, um, they're bringing out an all-star race. It's something that a lot of people have asked for for a long, long time. And uh, I think I think without Peter in the race, which he will not be in the race, it's, it's slightly illegitimate um, because you got to have Peter in there. But uh, other than that, everybody who's anybody and that's ever been anybody is going to be there. And so – the fling staff uh, selected 12 racers. Then the fans selected 12. And then those 24 racers are all going to pick a teammate. And one of the teammates will race on the dragster side of the ladder. And the other teammate will race on the door car side of the ladder. I don't know that um, if they're going to combine them, I'm assuming they'll combine them in the late rounds like they, like they normally do, but maybe there'll be a door car and a dragster goat I, I don't and i'm sure he's talked about that but i don't remember what he said and the team thing makes me think there's you know there's some points maybe involved or some sort of something going on and i'm sure he talked about that too he had a big like hour-long video i didn't watch the whole thing though um when it was first starting but they're starting to release the uh the teammate picks uh this week 
starting to announce those. And uh, it's, man, it's going to be something. I can't wait to watch it. I hope they edit and chop up this portion of the race into a, a, a video they can release later or something because it's going to be 48 of the heaviest hitters that you could possibly put on a racetrack. It's going to be the middle of summer. Uh, it's going to be an awesome event. And and at the end, um, we'll get who is the GOAT of 2022, I suppose. That's awesome. Now, listen, for the for the bracket racing uh, people out there, these guys are stars. They are an elite group to get to that level of being one of those folks. Uh, it is huge. It's just interesting to me. You know, Wes, Wes Buck is coming on on uh, Wednesday to talk World Series of Pro Mod. And it's kind of interesting, like by invitation, right? Like that is uh, become a hot thing right now. And I agree with it by invitation. Like, let's pick the people that people want to see. And so Wes with ProMod, he's doing that concept. And now with the Fling, All-Star Race, they're doing that concept. We're going to set up these people, and these are the uh, these are the people that are compete, the best of the best only. Um, it's a proven formula. I'm excited to see it, and I agree with you, Troy. Um, you know, one of the back burner concepts that I've been working on for a long time, I, I think that bracket racing could be covered better on television. And... I have concepts, of course, but what the driver does in the car is a big part of it. Like people would love to see in-car cams of what these guys are actually doing because it's physical. There's a lot going on in there, uh, you know, with the head turn and, and driving the car. Um, I think people would be very surprised. So uh, obviously I love Peter. Peter's like a, you know, he's like a god. All right, right, Peter Biondo. He can't be in it because it's his race. I understand that. But he did tell me at PRI that they are, um, you know, going through the Hatari Firebird and that he is going to try to be back in Superstock at the end of 23, if not run some races in 24. So we're going to see some Peter Biondo back in the NHRA as well. But what he's done for bracket racing there's no one I think who has done more for bracket racing than Peter and obviously Kyle uh, with him with the elevation of everybody with these fling races. The flings are, are amazing. I mean, I've never been to one. I watch as many of them as I can on, on motor mania. And I was just at a car show this, this weekend, actually Jim Epler and Justin Ashley were there. Uh, I went on a different night, so I didn't get to see them. Uh, but I was running around there talking to people and, you know, we're in January and they're they're asking each other about trailering down to the spring fling. You know, it's four months away. And and that's what's on these these guys's mind right now. People that are going to be chasing points this year and this and that. But the only thing I could talk about was the spring fling in Vegas. It costs a million dollars to get down there. It costs a million dollars a ring. But you might win a million bucks, too. So, uh, you know, it, it's such a big deal. And those events are they're real special, man. It's what Peter and Kyle have built. Uh, and now Marco has stepped in. Marco Paravaleras is, is working with, with Peter a lot. Um, second to none, man, that they're the class of, of bracket racing for sure. I remember when the Moroso five day, which, you know, we're talking a little over the head, probably in you know, the big money bracket racing crowd, they're very into themselves, but for everybody out there, like these spring, spring fling races that you hear about now, um, they are an evolution. But in the 80s, Dick Moroso at Moroso Motorsports Park had what I feel like was the first real big money 
uh, bracket race on a rate like five days of five thousand dollars to win. It was one hundred and ten to enter, and you won five grand, and that was huge money for bracket racing. It happened in the eighties, and it ran a long time. And then Orlando and Bradenton kind of tagged on and it was like a winter series, right? You'd go to Orlando for four days. You'd run for five grand a day for four days. Then you'd come to Moroso for the five days and you'd run five days at Moroso. And then you'd go over to Bradenton. So this is for snowbirds and like John DeBartolomeo, may he rest in peace. He would come down. Peter would come down. All these guys would come down and it was like a big deal. You know, Jag's going to be here. This guy's going to be here. Everybody was going to be there. So me as a teen, I would drive up to Moroso and just watch that. And the reason I'm telling this story is the energy that is at one of those races is very palpable. You can feel it. It's different. It's not the same as a normal Saturday night bracket race. It's different than a national event. It's a different kind of vibe. I would love to get to one of the spring fling races to kind of feel that. But at the same time, like going to a bracket race when I can't race is the uh, and I can't race in that thing. Cause it's like two grand to enter, right? Like it would be like handing over my handing over my money. Here you go. I'd have to sharpen up a little bit before that happened, but they have taken that energy from way back when, and it's evolved with obviously the original million and all these million dollar races and what they're doing now. It's, uh, it's working. It's working for bracket racing. You got guys like Bo Butner saying, yeah, I don't want to do pro stock as much. I want to go big money bracket racing. That's there's a reason behind it. And uh, I want to see it continue to grow. I think it's great. It's pretty awesome stuff. And, and a lot of those guys, when they get into interviews, they pay homage to the five day. Right. I mean, it's like they all recognize that's 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 the real OG right there is, is the Barroso five day. And, you know, I think the announcers really make these things when you watch. There's no fans in the stand. You know, we're not talking about super fast cars. I mean, they're fast, but. The announcers, guys like Mike Eames and Hershey and, and Ryan Gleghorn and Steve Riggins, these guys really make, they turn these final rounds, you know, and, and they can pump up the excitement and the way they call these races. It's especially when you get to the late rounds. I mean, it's must see TV, man. It's it's so cool. Yeah, amazing. And well, and, and let's hope like there's an area of potential improvement. Now, first of all, Peter is all over that. The guy's got tremendous vision, um, but areas that can be improved well just like everything else you know more cameras more coverage what's going on in there what are they doing what what does it look like uh when you know jeg let's go and and like what's happening in there and that's probably the next step for big money bracket racing and i i liken it to you know we mentioned the maruso five day by the way monica's out she's got to bounce got to help aj study for his uh spanish midterm uh have to keep him on track or he'll watch drag racing videos all night. Have a great week. Right, later, Monica. That is awesome. <laughs> love it. Love it. She's, but, uh, she's bringing him up right. <laughs> she's bringing him up right. Now go help him with the test. But uh, hey, you know, it's so, all good. The five day and the points and and just all of that. Uh, it was great. And I do I do notice that they all give uh, credit to that race as like lighting the fire of the energy. And um, you know somewhere in this discussion, I have to mention that I finished eleventh overall in the five day points in 1995 so that was a big deal come on that yeah. was yeah no i huge. that's my that's my al bundy four touch uh four touchdowns at polk high he oh, doesn't and, tell you that was the year that there were only 13 entries you know a, a, a buddy of mine a photographer claims to have a photograph of the final points sheet 
And I can't, you know, I can't, I can't get it from, oh, it's on a slide. It's in a box. I got to get it. It's like, ah, you got to get that, man. Because, you know, the name's on the sheet, right? Like it's, it's, it's just seeing the names would be crazy because it's unbelievable names. Like every one of them. And then there's me, 11. That would be cool. Yeah. That would, you know. <laughs> I need to find him. Francis Butler, where are you, man? You're missing. I don't even know if you're alive. Anyway. Remember the days of the five day talking about going to the five day. I mean, yeah. we never went, but you know, we had a lot of our friends that went down for the five day and it was an event and uh, you know, we, we never got involved with it, but things are changing. So, but it, it's cool to just see it continue to build. I mean, everything that you hear about these races, the, the, the flings have a great reputation everybody that goes to them enjoys them that you, you do not hear um you know the negative kickback and and they just continue to make it better um it's about the experience it's making it a great race for everybody and um you know i give peter and that staff a lot of credit because they, they really you know they bring their heart and soul into this and they want to make it for the racers and and that's what they've done and uh you know it's it, it, it shows you, you don't get that type of loyalty. You don't get that type of support if you're not putting on a great venue and um, you know, the, the racers, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping you never know. You may, you may see us at, at one of them or a couple of them this year. We'll see. So uh, but, it. uh, it's definitely been on our list. Do so. it. By, well, it, by racers for racers. Would they have a, uh, Six, they set a record this year, 672 or 647 or some, some ridiculous number. And granted, there's some double entries there, but not, not a ton. I mean, there, there was 500, 500 drivers for sure, you yeah. know, going after that. And, and Sue, you know, the, the shoulder races are fairly affordable. You know, the million on yeah. Friday is a lot of money, oh, but K's like you could, you know, the average racer could swing that if they plan for it. Absolutely. they could. Well, you know what it is? It's the World Series of Poker of bracket racing is really what it is. And I, I feel like and I have felt like that, you know, think imagine watching poker back in the day. First of all, I don't even really love watching poker on TV now, but they, you know, like Gio and I did a poker show with the poker guys, poker action line show um, for a long time. Gio, what we do that for like many years and. They loved it. What do you the mean they, they, they loved it. They love watching poker and watching guys play poker and all the stuff. And, you know, they put what everybody's got so the TV viewer at home can understand what's going on. And that got very popular for a while. Uh, I think bracket racing is pretty much the same thing, except with awesome cars that do wheelies. Uh, I think it can grow. I think it can even grow much bigger than it has already. You just have to, you got to show people what's going on in there. You got to show people what it's all about and you got to give, uh, the personalities, a little more opportunity to be themselves. So people be like, oh, like Moneymaker, you know, Chris, oh, yeah, that guy, Moneymaker. Yeah, he was a cool guy. Oh, man, he did the. Well, the bracket racers need their uh, their limelight outside of just uh, the people who know about bracket racing. And that's the challenge. But I'm excited. Sue, I think you guys should do it. You never know. You may see us there. So yeah. when are you going to get that toter? Is that's really what it is? We got to We got You got to get. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah well you know it, it's the the new motorhome and the stacker trailer but but hey uh, 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 a little little surprise 
So um, for the Gators, I will be running the divisional in Super Street and then um, also running, going down to uh, taking it up then to uh, South Georgia for the divisional. So um, we are taking both rigs on down. So Yay. who needs a stacker? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to be a little, Dave and I are going to be our own little convoy heading down to Florida. So that's uh, awesome. Pretty yeah. excited about that. Baby so, gators and baby you know, gators. You go out there and you win your way into the Gator Nationals. Who knows? Is one of the trailers an open trailer? No. Oh, no. not no, that cool. No. Not that no. cool. No. no, we 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 haven't had an open trailer in. Ooh. Let me think. Dave and I are gone on being married. I miss the open trailer though, and the best times in my racing career was with the open trailer. And all I wanted was an enclosed trailer, and then we got the enclosed trailer, and then we kind of stopped racing. Like we had some good times with it, but. I'm committed to open trailer gang for life, man. That's that's how I'm gonna roll. Jeff Verdi, the top gun, Jeff Verdi, he still rolls that way. So here's the thing about open trailer that uh, is amazing. Okay. The reaffirmation of how cool <laughs> you are going up and down the highway is like there's nothing like it. you know, there's that you got this awesome car on the back, everybody is seeing it, it looks cool, it's a race car, obviously. It's not a lawn man. There's not, you know, what's in that trailer. Nobody cares. Nobody knows. When you got an open trailer, everybody knows you're going to a drag strip. I, I honestly think that all the enclosed trailers have kind of damaged the sport a little bit because people don't know hey. what's happening. Hey, hey. It's, true. it's true. No. no. You know what? You know what my memories are of the open trailer? This is my memory of the open trailer. Yes, we had our bracket car back then. It was. The Monza, or no, it was the Camaro that we had. So taking that, and here was our race day. Load everything in the back of the pickup truck. Then load the trailer. Put the car on the trailer. Then go racing. Then we go do our thing. We bring everything home. Then we have to unload everything all over again. Nothing stays with you. Have to you have to unhook the trailer from the truck. You got to take everything out of the back of the truck. Put it in the in the garage at that time we were renting which was from miles from our home and then we had to unload the the trailer unload the car off the trailer put that in the garage lock up the trailer yeah. that's what i remember of the open trailer day. that's fair that's all true that's all true that's life <laughs> he's got his rv now so much i do but like i'm still when i went to the first race last year i was driving my grandpa's old 75 high boy jack handle sticking out the bed extension cords thrown in the back and when i rolled into the track no one had seen my car before they're like who in the hell is this guy right but my car's all stickered out like it looks like a real race car and rolling in in the old truck with the exhaust leak like so much street cred rolling in there it it was and like like you say on the road i got more thumbs up on the way to and from the track that day than i've got in my entire life combined it was the best. That's that's it. People see the car. That where can I go see you? Where can strangers all the time? Where can I go watch you race? I didn't know there was drag racing around. Where do they run these cars? You had 50, 60, 80 little commercials for your drag strip going up and down the road. And now it's anonymous. It's and it's street, even it's all the road crime. It gets on your car. It's all of that. I don't like that part. 
No, I agree. I agree. Matt and Matt in Australia is chatting today. He says, but I'm not giving up the air conditioning in my enclosed trailer. Well, that's a right. There's a there's a local guy here selling a he just restored a ramp truck, like a two and a half ton ramp truck. And I'm like, it's it's taken everything I have not to pull the trigger on that thing because <laughs> rolling in a ramp truck would be like the most OG thing ever. Ramp trucks are bad ass. They are. They're like back in the day when I would go to Miami Hollywood, it would be like you know, super pro and then pro and then sportsman would come out and it was ramp trucks. It was a category of ramp trucks. Everybody was like, we're running a ramp trucks and the 18 seconds, 17 seconds, 19 seconds, 20 seconds, ramp trucks after ramp trucks and ramp trucks would win. Harry Dixon would win all the time in a ramp truck. My friend Dwayne McDaniel would run uh, his dad's ramp truck and win uh, ramp trucks. That is very OG, but for the friend factor for the, bringing family to the racetrack factor for the hanging out in between rounds factor. The enclosed trailer definitely provides a better environment. That's why the motorhome happened at race two. So yeah. that my wife and kids could come. Yeah. It's, it's like, dad, I hate this. You don't want that. You know, like Gio came to the track one time and he's like, I hate this. No, I don't know. That, not one Gio came to the track. Charlotte, right? No, Gio. exactly. Gio and family love that. They did. <laughs> they love being in a motorhome. That's it. Like that's the thing. People like being in a motorhome too. But anyway, all right. Let's uh let's start the wind down. Anything we didn't talk about that we needed to talk about that we needed to throw out here on the show uh at this point? Anything that I didn't cover that you guys wanted to put on the table? When Severin's coming on. So when what? When's Joey coming on? Joey. Do you know Joey? Do you have pull with Joey? I, I sat at the Woodburn booth with him and Sherry just the other night for a while talking. I, I was going to say something, but then I didn't. Okay, so here's the thing, okay? Joey doesn't like to do media stuff. He he knows me. He likes me. I get along great with him. I get along great with his dad. I called him, told him what I want to do, and he's blowing me off. He does not want to do it. I know. He's like, you know, I don't want to do that. I'm going to, he's, he's ready to just ignore his championship interview, any discussion of the championship and just move on. I'm thinking about letting him do it. You nope. know, like anybody doesn't want it. You don't want to, you don't want to celebrate your championship. If it's not that big a deal to let your fans and people that care know that, you know, what happened you know, I can't force people to do it. I'm, uh, you know, maybe I owe him a second attempt, but I know he hates it. Why do I want to make somebody do something that they hate? Well, because I think Joey loves his fans. I think right now I'm going to go around Bobby Graham. Should, yes. Joey, should Joey Severance come on WFL? I got to go with Joe only if he wanted to. Yeah, because because it, it you're not going to get a good interview with somebody that's miserable being asked questions right. when they don't want to be there. I was recording you all, but I can't send them this video now. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the wrong guy. Go with Sue. Sue, it's not like if he's refused to come on. I believe. Uh, you know, he did a, a his uh, Parade of Champions interview at, oof, what, like in 2017 maybe or 2018 when he won back then? He definitely came on. Right. I you would know, have whatever, to maybe. Yes, he did. 
Maybe who knows? Maybe he but just uh, on and, I, and I feel like he's been on a, on a lot of those uh that Joe used to do the live on location uh winter views uh when he was at the at the race that we weren't going to be able to do a a, a a show. Remember that when he used to do the on location winter views? I yes. feel like he's been in a lot of those. You know, one know. thing we've never done. What's that? He came on as a five time champion. That's true. There you go. He should definitely, I think he should do it. But, you know, if Joey's not into it, then there's going to be a rub. But I would encourage him. People want to hear from him. And, of course, as Joe does, Joe's going to give Joey the platform on what he's he's looking to talk about. So take it, run with it. The fans want to hear from him. And give it, give, give. Give it the moment it deserves. My goodness. I mean, that's huge. Five-time championship. And he earned every every round of it. So, yeah, I, I think it would be would be great if, if uh, he could come on. And, and Joe, as usual, I know you would give him, give him his due and, and at the right level of where he would be comfortable. So, um, again, you do that very well, and I know you would do that for him as well. So of course. Of my course. vote is, is he should. How's that, Troy? Blowing us off. Joy, yeah. it's your decision, Joy. It's all, it, at the Joy end of the day, it's yours, Joe. But... Joey Severance's decision, whether he wants to just. We'd still right. love to hear from you, but it's your decision. Yeah. It's your decision. We don't want anybody coming on that is like hates to be on or doesn't want to engage with us. We talk about those great sponsors at JNA Service and Noonan. Absolutely. You could talk about that. We could talk about how good they are, these companies, these people, all of those things. That would be great. But now, now that this is we've done this, like when he comes on, I'm going to present him with a complicated math. You know, you need permission, Troy. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is available to the public. I'm going to present him with. Okay, uh, before we get to the championship talk, please answer this complicated math question in front of everybody. Oh Lord! As if I would do that, right? Like that's the thing. David Barton, he's not a big media guy either. Like there's there's some of these guys. It's too bad though. Because there is a direct connection with the popularity of the sport and media. Like you need good people to do media so that people say, wow, that's interesting. I want to watch more. And if you're in the alcohol ranks, I don't know. I think it should be all hands on deck, especially your champion. You know, your champion's got to do some media. That's that's just what it takes what it takes to win it. I mean, I I mean, all the sportsman championships are tough, but. Uh, I will say alcohol, you are going, it's a team. It's a chance to not only celebrate Joey as the driver, but celebrate the team that's supporting him as well, which that's also part of it. Absolutely. But we, you know, we don't, we don't operate. I know no pressure, no pressure, no pressure, no guilt. You got to want to do it. You want to be involved in WFO. W doesn't force anybody to do anything. They don't. I was talking to him the other day on the phone, actually, before I saw him at the roadster show and, uh, he wants to build like a pavilion that has a like a sand volleyball court and some things at the at the track. And so we were talking about I, I might help him out with some of the building and stuff when the time comes for that. And uh, I may just hold my help hostage. Right. I'm going to bribe him. I need him. to have my phone and be recording this too. So I can bring the muscle down. That's it. Sometimes you got to do, sometimes people need to be motivated by other aspects. I'm going to have to pinch him just a little bit. 
obviously <laughs> like the guy is just super humble and you know, he loves racing and this is his thing and he's super humble and he, what's he going to talk about himself and how great he is? You know, he doesn't feel that right. I yeah. get it. Have you ever seen him at the, when he goes to get his world championship trophies, he wears the same flannel that you'll see him wearing, kicking around the house on a Sunday. Oh, I, I was at the Lucas oil banquet and he walked up there and he says, everybody knows that, you know, I'm not uh, really into this stuff. So thank you. And he walked off and all right, like that deal. I think maybe he, you know, he thanked his dad and, that he just doesn't like it. That's it. You got to let him be who he is. Doesn't like it. But there's a negative that goes along with it. Like it's not without a negative as a media person. You, you know, you can be shy. Like there's these people who they have shy children and it's like, oh, that's Roger. He's shy. You know, it's okay. It's like, yeah, but this is bad for the kid, man. It's bad for the kid because you're going to miss out on thousands of moments and experiences and all of that. In Joe's case, he doesn't need, any experiences he's having great experiences already but there are fans that see him and think he's awesome and they want to hear like what he's like and what he's about and they're not able to get it as easy as they can with some other people whatever we'll see troy it's in your hands make it happen i'll try to deliver there it is there it is I, and you know what to be fair fair i called and left a message i could have been more aggressive you but, left the voicemail? That's all you did? Yeah. What do you want me to a do? Voicemail. What do you want me to do? Send a certified letter? Troy, <laughs> you're on the mission. All right. I will you be have your I orders. Will, well, and I'm gonna apply <laughs> pressure. I'm gonna apply pressure through Sherry. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll go. call him again. I'll call him again. I'll give okay. him one more. I'll give him one more phone call. Like okay, uh, well, I'll wait then. If you can't get yes. the hook set, yes, we are you let me know and I'll put the heat on. Hello, uh, is this Woodburn Drag Strip? Uh, we're calling from the Internal Revenue Service. We're going to need you to... Uh... You could call him live right now. No. <laughs> I would never do that before Joey's having... Don't do that to him now. Want me to get That's not nice. See you later. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts, guys. Final thoughts. What else is on the table? Uh, let's hear from Bobby Graham. Bobby Graham, what's up in your world? Uh, just got a short uh, words of wisdom today. Uh for people that like to drive real nice cars that don't know how to work on them, when you bring it to your mechanic, he's not impressed. You want to impress your mechanic, be able to pay for the parts. And that's my words of wisdom. Uh, there's got to be a story that this comes from, though. <laughs> not talking about it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I have found with these cars that are supercars, um, they're impossible to work on anyway. There's nothing that I can do with any of them. There's no space to work on things. I, I'm seeing it with my 2006 Cadillac. It's very difficult to work on anything. I can't even imagine. I look under the hood of some of these rental cars. I drove that Hemi Durango the other day, and I thought it was awesome. It was one of the best cars I've driven. But I'm looking under the hood. I'm like, dude, I can't, I, you know, this would be very difficult to do anything to. And that's going to be the folly of this generation of cars as they become used cars because people mm -hmm. aren't going to be able to work on them. And what are they going to do with them? They spent 80 grand, 70 grand. And now uh, what is it worth? Do they even make that thing anymore? That computer that went in there? No, that thing's outdated. Uh, you can't get it. And so all those features that you have in this brand new car that are now outdated features in 10 years, what do you do with it? 
and uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this fleet of new cars ages. Um, because, you know, that pickup truck that Troy was just talking about, that pickup truck is always going to be a pickup truck, and you're going to be able to put some parts in it. Um, I can't say the same for these modern cars right now, and I think it's no. going to be a big problem. They're going to have to redesign all these drive-up windows because people will have to pass up the window to open their door so then they can get to whatever they got to get out of there because they I can't ran, roll the window down. Well, that GTO problem that I had was a real eye-opener. The part doesn't isn't made, and nobody's got it, and it's not available. So you got to go searching junkyards. And I was able to locate one, thank goodness, uh, thanks to Chris out there, Chris Sweeney, who ran Pro Stock. He reached out to me, and he had one, and he sent it to me. But think of that on a, a, a much grander scale with all these different, yeah, no, we don't have that. We don't do this. We're not making that. They're only obligated to make the spare parts for like 10 years. Well, you drop 80 grand on this amazing piece of technology. And all of a sudden, 10 years later, it's not advanced anymore. Do they even have all that electronic stuff to, uh, to make it work anymore? What are they going to do? And you can't go to a, a junkyard or we call it junkyard, a salvage yard. Because it's still too new for them to handle. It goes to another place and they part it out. And then you can't find where it went. I don't know where these parts go, but you cannot find them. Yeah. So. Megan says some people don't listen to the voicemail anymore, Joe. You got to try again. All right. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. All right, Bobby. That was a good one. Hanging out with the, with the E.T. video game from the Atari back in the day. Atari was awesome. So good. I have an Atari 2600 in the other room. I have to restore it. <laughs> what do you, th do you think I'll be able to get the parts? <laughs> like, like that's the. That's... I just threw away one of the little the ping pong game. Pong? You had pong? <laughs> I had pong. Yeah. You don't throw anything away, oh, don't you know man. that? Ram Kifa, man, Kifa. Bobby you know, didn't get it to work. I've got. 15 acres of stuff now i got to get rid of okay well so you should, it's got to go if you was it working or it was just old controllers that were garbage it had worked when i when it was put up now oh, when it was still working yeah it was one of those it was running away with park so I, I don't know i think you need to run it by the wfo universe the next time you go to throw away a classic uh video game or something bob I would have swooped that. So growing up, the like the only system I ever had was regular Nintendo. Pops was never like he wasn't gonna buy still got that one too much. But the one thing he was down with was the original Atari, and and I have distinct memories of playing the. It was like Pong, but it was the battle tanks. Yeah, and, combat. Yeah, and Pops would sit there and play the combat tanks with me for hours. Man, it was like that was our jam. Real, real, real. Oh, good. It was yeah. awesome. Combat was great. No, the most fun I ever had was on Atari. How about that for an old reference? Um, but it is what it is. And then PlayStation 2. When PlayStation 2 came out, that was like the two game systems I had. I had Atari. When everyone went Nintendo and Sega and Genesis, I was just off of it. You know, like I wasn't into playing games because it is kind of a waste of time. You know, just sit there playing games forever. But then when PlayStation 2 came out, my buddy's like, you got to try this, man. All right. I will try it. And I enjoyed the heck out of it a lot, too much. PlayStation 2. And then I got PlayStation 3, and it wasn't that much better than the 2. Now the 5, the Grays got the 5. It's pretty amazing. Formula 1 game on there is sick. The NHRA game is okay. 
And there you go. Yeah, I got the X. It so looks I can extremely realistic. The game. I'll take that much. It does look good. PS2 gang. Love the NHRA games as a kid. I have just uncovered the uh, NHRA game for PlayStation 2. It's in the other room. That's speaking of eBay stuff. You know, I would say what's good for me. I should just sell it. <laughs> right? Keep this in market for my PlayStation 2 game? No? Yeah, you might get a good swap for that hat. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. All right, Troy, final thought. Final thought. Uh, I've been noticing the news. A lot of it's been a rough uh, year so far, losing a lot of people. It always kind of seems like that happens. Um, you know, people are people are passing. And so I guess my my closing thoughts are give people their flowers while you can, while they're here, while it's fresh and while they can enjoy them, uh, because you, you just never know. And um, it's not cool that, you know, I, I could have not sent you something for your birthday. But and played it cool, like I don't appreciate you or 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 you know appreciate and value the things you do for all of us in this community. But that would be that's ridiculous, right? And um, it's way cooler to tell people uh, what they mean to you and and uh, why they're important to you. So just give people their flowers while while they're here to smell them. This thing is so nice. Like this is incredible. Uh, I, I am, I'm blown away. Like you guys are not getting a great view of it. This is, uh, with the light and everything, but it, Matt, like this guy is incredibly talented. What is he doing as a division director? Right? Yeah. And that wasn't a self that would, that's, that sounded on the heels of that. It sounded like self-promotion. I wasn't trying to, it was just an example, a fresh example. Uh, and point of order, Matt Lavonis is currently still the Division 6 director, not Division 7. Oh, I missed um, him. He resigned. He, I thought he resigned. Well, they, he's staying on until they fill his position. Okay. That was confirmed by Joey Severance the other night. That was one good tidbit I got from him. Is that <laughs> Matt's, uh, Matt's hanging on until someone fills his spot. Excellent. Well, good deal. Good deal. No, that was very nice, Troy, and I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Again, it was like you had a feeling you did it, and it's going to go somewhere prominent here in the uh, Costello house. I tell you what, when that when when I went to pick it up from the frame shop, I almost didn't send it because <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, so you had it framed yourself. Okay. Yeah, no, Matt sent it to me, and you should have seen the box. Matt sent the print in. It was like it took me like an hour to. Uh, to he had the best tape. I don't know where he got that tape. And I couldn't get I couldn't get it out of the box. It was it was so tight. I don't know how he did it. He like put it in a press and then taped it or something. And uh, it was just the print. And um, so yeah, I went and got it framed up at the, the frame shop here. And when when they they didn't have the matting I wanted, so they had to order special order that matting in that that navy blue matting. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and when when I, when I went and got it. Um, I didn't want to finish. What are you laughing at? What are you guys laughing at? Like, oh, there's matting. I gotta, I gotta check out the matting. He's talking about matting. Look at, it. Oh, Look at me. <laughs> you guys are terrible, man. Y'all, none of y'all are getting any pictures. For your That's it. So Troy is now the leader of the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> You've been promoted. Excellent. Unbelievable. Well, this is just <laughs> you never know how it goes, but uh, we'll see. Now, Troy, thank you. Don't let them bother you. It was it was good stuff. <laughs> well, you know the best part is 
you know, looking at, um, so here's the deal in that, in that moment, I'm not rooting for mongoose. Mm. I'm a Don the snake guy. I like mongoose, but I'm a kid and I don't understand any of that stuff. All the extra stuff, all the stuff years later. Um, but what's so funny is that one of the random like relationships that I've made about while being out there, um, you know, like some people you just get along with and you want to keep up with them is Pat Galvin. And looking at Pat's name on the wheel well of that car for Goose and hearing all these amazing stories, like just rapid fire stories about Goose and Snake. Um, it's like, oh, man, I was wrong. Like, you, you know, Mongoose is the only guy to, to win that race. Like what was right in history happened there that day. Like that was the right thing. The right thing happened. And obviously they, they don't make a movie about it if uh, Snake wins. You know, it's it's like it was the right thing in history. And it was a moment that genuinely changed people's lives. That was much bigger than drag racing. And like of all the moments, right? Like that's a, that's a big one in drag racing history. That might be the moment, like arguing if we're doing that. Um, and, you know, like I can't wait to tell Pat Galvin about it. So very good. Good stuff. Look who's on, guys. Matt in Australia. He's got his work wear on. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. Good day, Matt. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Okay. I haven't got uh, earbuds in, that's all. It looks like you're you're back to work. How, how are you surviving? Who nope. <laughs> <Ooh>, hell yes. <laughs> I would have been on I would have been on ten minutes earlier, but I had to hop in the car and put my phone in front of the uh, vent and the air conditioning to get it to cool down. Ah. Wow. So I think in your terms, uh, we're over 100 at the moment here in Sydney. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, about 35 oh. degrees Celsius. Yikes. Yikes. So, yeah, back to uh, reality, Sue, that's for sure. Well, you know, it was uh, It's going to happen. It was a short five weeks. You'll get over <laughs> it. <laughs> I, can, I can hear the concern in your voice. Thursday, we've got the Australia Day public holiday. Oh, good. Right. <laughs> and, and Friday, I, I told, I, I decided to tell the staff to have that day off as well. And I have to lead by example and have it off too. So I'm going to have a four-day weekend just, just to recover from all this work I've been doing for the last two weeks. Good, good. You, you know, Matt, it's a heavy burden, but somebody has to carry it. So, yeah. I, I yeah. you know, good job. <laughs> Told you we're the best island in the South Pacific. <laughs> no, tremendous, tremendous. And it's also proving uh, the laws of uh, physics, you know, the object in motion type thing. <laughs> Matt, Matt, I've been watching uh, the Australian boys calling out the street outlaws. Oh, yeah. Funny is. Your boys are going <laughs> to get smoked. <laughs> I, think that, I think they know it too, but. It's just, it's part of the show, right? It's and fun. It, no, they're funny. Their videos are way better than the Street Outlaw videos. But I mean, and the cars are cool, right? But they're not. I mean, they're about to get the hurt and put on them. Yeah, I, I think some might <laughs> might put on the show, but not a lot of our guys haven't done anything like that sort of racing anyway. Even on a like a no prep track, so it's just going to be a different kettle of fish, that's for sure. But you know. We're uh, essentially a island of convicts, so we know how to smack talk. 
Yeah, the videos are doing great, man. You're going to one of them, right? Jury's uh, yeah. the. Uh, I don't want to sound like a tight, a tight. You know what? But um, the price, yeah, the price. I don't know. Don't I, know if I like that much. Troy, you didn't hear the whole price debate. Like we had this whole. Yeah. Here's the deal. I'm sure expensive i sent my good friend for his birthday uh two years ago to the street outlaws at firebird raceway i bought him the vip pass the full meal deal and uh he goes to the races all the time and he said it was like one of the coolest things that he's ever been to and he ain't even really into that stuff he's into you know real drag racing but he he what, said it ouch. like he said it what you what know that uh, the VIP pack, I think, was like 160 but he got, um, you know, starting line. He got a, this cool lanyard that gets him to the starting line, a free T-shirt, uh, some extra stuff, you know. I'm not going to the line no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Australia, it's $500. Probably. 500 Do it. 500 500 proper size dollars. So then you've got to convert that to South Pacific pesos, which we use down here. Oh, that's like like seven or eight extra torque wrenches a week for like a couple. Um. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Troy's yeah. even putting. Wow. When's the next time they're going to ship all those cars in containers down there to do that, man? Come on. Uh, now I know how Geo feels. I'm getting smashed by Troy. <laughs> he's got his stats together. He does. Matt. Troy. Troy doesn't. He's. He comes right at it. Well, listen. Yep. Uh, you know, we got. When is that happening? That's not for a while, right? End of February it starts, Joe. In, okay. Uh, we have plenty of time Perth. to attack Matt about this. In Perth, and then it uh, moves over to the East Coast, where I am. In right. the start of. Wonderful. Now you went to the racetrack uh, this past weekend, correct? Yeah, we had a test and tune on uh, on Saturday, which is uh, a prelim to the uh, Nitro Slam, which is on this weekend at Sydney Dragway, this Friday and Saturday. That might have been why I might be having Friday off as well. But ah, yes, <laughs> the truth comes. Nice, out. I like it. Coincidental. There wasn't a lot of cars out there, uh, a lot of pro-level cars. Uh, Jim Reed Racing was out there with um, Jim Oberhofer uh, and helping tune. Uh, they threw down a couple of times. I think the uh, the pass I saw, they ran a, a 381 or a 383 or something like that at, at 313, um, which, you know, to NHRA standards isn't, you know, isn't right there. That's for sure. But um, if you run a mid mid to low seventies in Australia, you you're probably in, in with a chance of winning. So that that I think they would have been happy with that pass. It was a decent pass. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. A to B. It's a miracle they go down at all. And uh, uh, it was interesting that you told me that that was your first time to the track since your uh, on-track incident. I hadn't I hadn't put that all together. Yeah, correct. Yep. So chased a few uh, chased a few demons away over uh, December and the start of January, and um, just decided to get out there. That's cool. have a look and uh, 
Well, everyone who's been to the racetrack knows it. Just get that feeling back, you know? Well, yeah, you said you were there to get your mojo back. Does that mean we'll see you in the staging lanes again soon? <laughs> no, I've got to save up and buy a ticket for Street Outlaws, Troy. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, no, time, no time soon, mate. But, uh, yeah, the, the other one, on a personal note, the other doozy I got uh, – this week as our youngest daughter showed me the bill for her first year in university. Uh-oh. Ouch. <laughs> anyway. That's the college <laughs> outlaws got you. Save your pesos. <laughs> pesos. Why couldn't she have just been simple like her mother and I? She had to go out and be smart and go to university anyway. Right. No, good on her and uh, yeah. Once I got myself back off off the floor, I was fine. There you go. There you go. You can always make more. Twelve extra torque wrenches. Yeah, just yeah, sell those yeah. torque wrenches. <laughs> and this segment is brought to you by Torque Calibration Services of Australia. <laughs> buy Please. a wrench. Bulls wool. Buy a wrench, man. Mm. <laughs> like go all to- runs down there. Buy a wrench. Go fund me, please. Go there fund my university education. If you start no, that's go- about it down here, guys. I'll share the hell out of it. What's that, mate? If you start a GoFundMe for Street Outlaw tickets, I'll share the hell out of it. Yeah, that would be so funny, actually. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. such a frivolous thing. Like, yeah, please send me to Street Outlaws. I'm a humble business person in Australia. Yeah, no. Don't do that. Yeah, I told him. I told him. You just say you're in the going to be in the streetcar race, assuming they do it the same way. I got to race with the street outlaws. I, I, I could consider myself a street outlaw, kind of. I raced with We all raced. A lot of that detail hasn't been released, Joe. That's that's for sure. A, a little bit like uh, I think I overheard you saying earlier about uh, about Wes and, uh, and the invitational side of things. Um, the guys that have been invited to that, to the main show, if you will, are all very aware of it. Um, what's happening in the support categories is, 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 uh, is in my world anyway, seems to be uh, fairly well kept secret at the moment. That's not to say, but I, I just haven't heard of any of the support categories or who's going to be allowed to come along because it's got a hell of a lot of um, interest and there's, there is like, like in America, there's a huge street scene. So it's, uh, I'm sure there'll be a lineup of people that want to be involved, but we'll see. Well, good. Very good. And uh, I understand you guys had, uh, you sent me these uh, photographs. I thought this was pretty cool. The memorial for Sam Fennick. Yeah, correct, mate. That was, uh, there was a memorial uh, ceremony this morning at Sydney Dragway. Uh, followed by a church service uh, at about eleven thirty. Um, just a yeah, it was all it was all streamed live, and it was a yeah, a, a fitting tribute to Sam yet again. Um, from from reading quickly Facebook, the the whole community still in shock, but uh, and disbelief. But yeah, that all that all happened this morning as well. So bit of a solemn day, Joe, but. Life goes on. Yeah, it's that's tough stuff. 
definitely tough stuff and hopefully the last time that we deal with it at least for this uh this year good deal matt i'm glad you most importantly you went back to the track that's the the of it all you got back to the racetrack yep well good all right hey matt matt i read that uh larry dixon is is going to be out at sydney drags uh dragway uh racing top fuel Think what? Yeah, he got racing. Uh, three car team. So that should be uh, should be good. Larry's always a bit of a crowd favourite, and well, he's done the NHRA thing. He knows how to look after the fans, and and uh, even spoke to me. So he must be half all right. Tommy was out here. Well, then he's definitely a good guy. Like more than anybody, I missed that guy. He, you remember that stretch when, it, like, he was, the, there was nobody even close, man. He was the best. He was, he was the man. And I miss him. I miss him in the NHRA, man. I miss him yeah. in those Miller cars. <laughs> he was a bad, bad dude. He was the snake's chosen replacement. Like that, mm-hmm. he was the, you know, the hand of the snake. He, he he was awesome no larry was cool larry was cool larry battled tony schumacher and and then you know tony went on his amazing run and um but yeah larry dixon larry dixon should be out there larry dixon by the way in my opinion is gonna be out there larry dixon is in the middle of a bunch of stuff he's got the car he got his uh unfortunate circumstance all sorted out with the nhra and larry loves drag racing as much now as ever before. And I hear that, you know, he's trying to, he's got the car and uh, you never know. So let's just cross our fingers. Leave it to me, Joe. I'll find out this weekend for you. Exactly. (laughs) Well, you know, like if we Uh, want, if someone goes to Larry with the right number, Larry will field the car for that someone. That's what I understand to be the case right now is that he's got people that are kicking tire with him. He's got the operation like Will Smith ran the car last year and they ran the car a couple times and it's a competitive car. It'll go down. It'll go 379. And, uh, you know, what do you want to do? And for the right amount of money, Larry will field the car for you and you show up and you be a driver and you have you're on a top fuel team. And that's the deal. That's what I understand to be the reality of that situation. Uh, is Larry ever going to drive himself again? You know, I don't know. I think that's what really needs to happen. Like, that's what I, you know, just to have Larry Dixon back in the sport again, to break that ice again. But you never know. It would, people would go crazy. Because Larry, look, the thing about Larry is that I don't I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything, like, negative about the guy. Like, that he's he dealt with difficult situations in a very good way and that he's a good person. And he's always been great to WFO right from the very beginning. Always. So we'll see. And Nitro times too. I don't care what they say. And you don't, I know where, you know, you've got your allegiances and I respect those Joe, but Nitro times two is like the coolest thing ever. Like not getting behind that is about the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. <sighs> you don't have to say anything. Cause I know where, you know, you work, you got to work, you got to go to work. Well, I, I don't think it's over. I don't even know if the same people who made that call are there. And honestly, I don't even know what happened. But I do know that I was working for Masters Television. 
at the uh, SEMA show. And I stumbled upon that thing for the very first time all by myself, like accidental, like see, in, in, in the day that they let me in before the show was open. And I immediately called Tom Gee, the producer, and said, we got to do a big feature on this thing. And we did a big feature on this thing. And we interviewed Larry, and it was a great bit, and it was awesome, and I was super excited, and he even asked me if I wanted to ride in it, and I got you offering, and all that stuff, and it was great. And we're going down the right road. And Nick Salamone from YourVelocity.com, who supported WFO in our infancy stages, one of our very first real sponsors, was a part of that deal, and everybody was stoked, and then all that stuff happened. And so the bit never aired. They pulled the bit. They didn't want to, you know, like throw gas on the fire, good, bad, or otherwise, like to make it a more of an issue. And the whole thing was kind of lost. And it turned from a very positive thing into a very uh, weird, unfortunate thing very rapidly. And so, yeah, I don't like to think about it just because it, it, was, it was a bummer, man. Major bummer. Apparently, he's very successful with it. How could you not be? Who's not buying a ticket to that thing? Who's not buying a ticket to get in that thing? So as I understand it, it's 10 grand, right? It's I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, I think it's 10 G's. Well, I'm not buying a ticket to that thing, but some people are. <laughs> what, what, wait a minute. A couple more torque wrenches. A couple more. <laughs> it's obviously a once-in-a-lifetime experience for someone who can do it. And there are people that, uh, you know, God love them, man. The 10 grand isn't that much that they can foot that for a once in a lifetime experience. Uh, Gio and I were just at Disney. There are a lot of people that are staying at that Grand Floridian Hotel that are dropping 10 G's easy, easy over a couple of days. No big deal. To drive, to, to accelerate zero to 100 miles an hour. If you want to stay at the Star Wars Galactic Imperial Cruiser Hotel thing, isn't it like 5Gs for a two-night stay or something ridiculous like yeah, that? Yeah, there are people oh. that... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't even know where that is, by the way, Gia. Where is that? Is that in the contemporary? Where is that? No, it's a separate thing all in its own. I have no idea where it is. It's, we don't it's even separate. get to know about it. That's the thing. It's in the right. basement. You're gonna see it unless you're going to go stay in it. It's that whole, that all inclusive that you stay in there. And it's like if you're in Star Wars world for two days. Or oh, Megan, who is quickly becoming our Star Wars insider. Galactic Star Cruiser is behind the studios. Oh, there, you there we go. Mm. No, you know, I'm not staying in that thing. I stayed at the Super 8 in Vegas and walked to the track every day. Yeah, no, oh I know you are. You can almost get the same experience there, right? <laughs> that's so. That's the way to do it, man. You you don't care about Vegas. Constantly. They probably use live ammunition. <laughs> and you had a good time. <laughs> All right, Matt. Great stuff. Great stuff. What about you, Sue? Final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, final thoughts. I will say, check your dates, boys and girls. The season is upon us, <laughs> and. You know, time is a running out. So check those dates. Make sure things are within range so that you'll make it through the 2023 season. Um, speaking from experience, oops, my fault. <laughs> I happened to check a couple of dates on a couple of things and went, hey, honey, we got to place some orders. So it's uh, quickly becoming, it was already the year of the red car, I have to say. I know it's the year of the rabbit for the lunar year, but starting to become the year of the red car between axles now dry some 
we had to replace the flex plate. The list is just getting longer and longer, but boy, I can't wait to hop in that car. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so yes, friendly reminder, check your dates, make sure you're set because you're gonna all going to be filling out those tech cards very soon. <laughs> the year of Kevin Brannon. Says Troy. Says Troy. Good deal. Good deal. All right, Go guys. Well, great job again. Thank you very much, Troy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for that gift. It was amazing. There he goes. Oh, man, thank you. Like seriously, you you share this platform. This is your livelihood, and you just share it with us, and you put it out there, and and uh, you take time out of your day to uh, include us in in what you do, man. And I just think it's the the coolest thing. Um, as long as you keep paying, yes, that's. Just- <laughs> I didn't pay. I didn't pay you a dime to hang out in Vegas, man. You did that all on your own. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and, that, and you guys want to, you know, listen to the content we put out, and you appreciate drag racing, and you love it, and and we all got some. Just so y'all know, man, don't miss the show tomorrow, two p.m. Eastern. I'm just saying, big news, good stuff. Big, People big, big. Multi-year, the multi-year sponsorship deal on the race car. Central. Yeah, it helps. <laughs> yeah, you'll 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 enjoy the news tomorrow. Just put it that way. All right, way to go, Troy. There he goes. Troy is gone. Matt, good job. Thank you, Matt. Going on holiday, of course. Time for a vacation. Bobby Graham, thank you. WFO, everybody. There he goes, Bobby Graham, one of my favorite people in the world. Sue, excellent work. Good thank luck. You. Your, good luck, your Eagles. Oh man. Yeah. We're, we're going to be cheering for him. And I didn't even lay a bet down with Troy. Man, forgot about that part. Should have put something down. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. I Look don't at know. this. We can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I we we didn't make money. a bet. Giovanni, what should the wager be? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm in debt to Troy myself, man. He he won't take I the know money. You are. I squashed it. We squashed it, man. Christmas time. Merry Christmas. Okay, so, what should the wager be, Gio? Like that puts you in a specific thing. Sue mentioned bet, uh, so she's the one who said there should be a bet. Racing thing, since these guys are all are both racers, you know, like it's got to. Sue, if be Troy's uh, if if Troy's Niners win, what happens? Swag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where are we Morris Motorsports. Morris Motorsports. Fan pack. Fan pack. Okay. <laughs> or, or, or she has to wear 49ers gear or something. No, I like the idea. She has to provide Troy with a fan pack. We'll get it, alternatively, if you win, I will send you uh, a Kenley Racing hat. There it is. And if there I is. win, I get Morris Motorsports. How friendly is that, right? Like, that's nice. Nobody is. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So the loser at least feels like, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm making my friend happy. That's great stuff. Okay, good job. Good job. There is a nice bet. Very G-rated. Very and 50 G-rated. bucks. There, and, 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 and 50 bucks. And 150 bucks. Okay. And 150. There it is. There it is. Good. Was that 50 or 150? Five zero. Five zero. Okay. The hat. And 50 bucks. Sound good, Sue? Yes? Yes. In. Troy, oh, yes? On. It's on. Gold Rush, baby. There it is. We got real action. He gold. goes. There Woo. we go. Oh, man. All right. There goes Troy. And there goes Sue. Sue, say hi to Dave. 
I will. Have a great week, everybody. WFO. WFO. Giovanni, final thought from you. Go. Gio, uh, you're about to turn 50. You're about to become almost 100. Well, I think we'll do another show before my birthday at some point. Maybe. Pretty sure, so. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I'm not that close, man. I'm still about uh, 10 days away. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't have anything to say about turning 50. I've never done it before. I'm glad I made it. And, um, you know, I guess at this point, I'm hoping that there's a few more. But uh, I got to tell you, this weekend, I'm not feeling all that physically great, man. I have over-intoxicated myself over the last three days with the alcohol consumption. And uh, I'm feeling it, man. I'm hurting today. That's great. Good for you. No, it's not good for me. It's terrible. I feel like shit. <laughs> Thanks, Gio. That's great. Is that your final hey, thought? Hey, WFO, as we the, the off-season winds down, that's it. This is technically the last show of the off-season. As next week, we'll be able to talk about the Rolex 24. And, uh, you know, I, like you said, we normally associate the Rolex 24 with being the the, the kickoff of the new racing season. So. <clears throat> Yeah. It is. Stressing me out, man. Honestly, it's stressing me out because I don't have everything done that I wanted to get done. Although I'm advancing the ball. So, you know, just trying my best. All right, brother. Very good, Gio. Good job. <laughs> WFO. There he goes. Giovanni in Miami, everybody. And there it is. That's another WFO show here on uh, Ignition. Why music? Come on, music. Play. Play music. Play. No, it's not playing. What's wrong with you? Oh, well, I'll just talk. Here it is. Marvin Road Act, of course, 817-924-6821. Coffee, hot sauce, spicer of everything good. Samtech.edu, big supporters of WFO Radio and Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. If you've never tried them, you should. A lot of people got the bug got the bug at Frank's, and then they go bracket racing and become bracket racers. Yeah, I'm turning 50. Oh, my gosh. So, first of all, I'm really going to start lying about the age. Uh, you all know the truth got to celebrate the milestone but once i break through the milestone then i'm going to start to lie i'm thinking about saying 42 i've been told that that works so i'm going to go with that early 40s 42 just so you know if you ever hear me say 42 publicly i know i'm lying it's just for my own entertainment okay that's number one number two i am actively working on building my engine crate this is what is occupying a lot of my time Home Depot. I bought some wood. I have a pallet. I'm hammering on the pallet. I'm driving nails. Crazy stuff. Very stressed out about this whole thing. Getting the engine on the pallet, building the crate. Dave Morris, invaluable help. Like he's already sent photographs and told me the things that I never would have thought I needed. And so I'm super excited. My goal is to have that thing crated up and ready to be shipped out at this time next week. I called RNL Carriers. How long do I have to wait before you same day? You order, same day. So that's the deal. And you guys have been helping me stay on task because I say it on the show and then I have to do it. Don't forget, hear it from Heiner. Submit your questions on Patreon. We're recording at four o'clock tomorrow. That's all I got. WFO. This is WFO Radio.
Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies.